Hello and welcome to show 33 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 33! You know, Jesus died in 33 AD. Was he yeah. 33 when he died as well? Yeah, how old? <laughs> he was That's 33 when he died, yes. What a coincidence. So a year was evolved around his, his life. Well, he just happened to be born in 0 AD, so... And you know, on Christmas like, Day. Yeah. Which is amazing. It kind of sucks because yeah. he got one gift instead of, you know... Yeah, also, 33, the atomic number for arsenic. Really? Mm. Ah, and it was uh, Larry Bird's number in the Celtics. There you go. And according go. to the Newton scale, uh, 33 is the temperature at which water boils. Oh, the Newton scale, yeah. That's a temperature right. scale devised by Isaac Newton around 1700. Mm. Oh, everyone knows about yeah. that. Yep. Absolutely. By the way, if anybody hears any banging on the mic, that's because there's a guy in my basement doing some work. There you go. Yeah. Who'd have known? Yeah. Um, anyway, we should introduce people as, as we should do. Yeah. Um, I'm the daddy. I'm the daddy. And we have got... Uh, who shall I go to first? We'll go to... Duke. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Oh. Think oh your Wu-Tang can defeat me. Oh. Oh. I'll let you try my Wu-Tang style. Uh. Oh, my God. I haven't heard that for so long. Classic. Oh, Bring wow. the ruckus. Uh, yes. How is everybody? Yeah, good. Good. It's for good. those who don't know, that's from the Wu-Tang Clan's first album, Enter the 36 Chambers. And you know what sucks about the Wu-Tang Clan? Nothing. But what sucks about my life related <laughs> to the Wu-Tang Clan, I mean, you know, they're misogynist, and sometimes, you know, they talk about how great torture is. But here's the thing. Uh, my friend made me, he worked in a sign shop, and he made me this awesome sign to go above my classroom door that said the 37th Chamber, and there's a big Wu-Tang W there. And I put it up there, and it, it wasn't during the school year. It was during a weekend when there were a bunch of kids from other schools who had come to our school for some band competition or something, and someone took it. And I was just like, man, what? that had been with me for five years. And someone took it. And it was so funny because one of my students was really pissed off. He was like, who took it? I'm going to find him. I'm going to beat the crap out of him. I'm like, whoa, calm down, dude. It's just a little sign. Okay. Yeah. Crazy kid. Yeah. yeah. Kids like that. You know, you got to watch them. Mm-hmm. All right. Who else we got? Yeah, we've got Chini. Yay. Yep. I'm here. Yes. Uh, Method Man was my favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, he's Method. the man. Yeah. The M E T H O D man. Mm. Yep. There you go. There you go. So have you guys had a busy week then? Busy week? I've had a crazy busy week with all sorts of games. Yeah, yeah and I've seen it. I've saw you've uh, written written some articles for the site. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. To like try to be all productive and also maximize my fun. I've also written some articles for the site as well, so I've been doing that too. Uh, Ginny, what have you been doing? <laughs> I've been playing games. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Also, we've all been playing about games. Man, that's no excuse. I'm, I'm not forgetting Surface Lizard because he's written some stuff for the oh, site. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I've also no, Ginny, I've articles also, on the site. I've also been editing a video that I promised my mate a year ago. That I promised my mate I'd do a year ago, and he's a copper. So, you know, I should probably get on that. <laughs> is that is that this 
just a minute, just a minute. Is that the same video that crashed and you had to do it all again? Yes. But that's ages ago. No, but I, I got so disheartened with it. I was like, oh, I can't be bothered, and I've only just started it again. I know that feeling. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's uh, so what you're saying is, if we had guns, then you would work on our website more. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what we. No, I'm not, very, I'm not as good as Duke and you and Stu and and Lizard. I'm just stupid, so I don't. I don't have the confidence to write stuff that people it's might not about of. confidence man it's about discipline it's about just you know what Woody Allen say writing 90% of writing is just showing up I don't know if that was really Woody Allen but someone said that <laughs> do you want to hear a true story although it's not very interesting but I thought, man, <laughs> no yeah. then we don't want to hear any boring well, story okay my car okay, okay my car's broken right this is true this is absolutely true my car's broken right and I had to take it to the garage on Thursday what do you morning. mean it's not an interesting story I'm riveted by this I know listen listen but I had to wait for about two hours. And I wrote the Prestige Spoil My Multiplayer while I was waiting on my iPod. You wrote <laughs> a story on your iPod? Whoa. I did. Ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Next, <laughs> next you'll be making calls on an iPhone. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? That's crazy, though. I mean, I don't know. I, I would just bring a pad and a pen. No, I typed it out on my iPod and then emailed it to myself. I when explained I got a home. few things to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no. so I was, uh, and you should have seen how many typos I did yeah. while I was writing, and then I had to sort it all out when I'd email you. Well, most of them. Oh, so yeah, <laughs> yes. whatever. Uh, yes, I noticed somebody had edited it. Actually, <laughs> I do have to have words with you. Go ahead, have words with uh, me. You, you, you I'll never apologize you make, for fixing mistakes. You make no, it wasn't a mistake. I had words with you. It's like I don't no, remember what no, I did. No, it's like complaining about somebody cleaning your house. It's like how dare you clean my house? Well, no, I did. No. I remember making some change that wasn't like actually a correction. What was it? It was no, it wasn't a correction at all. Actually, anyway, talking of corrections. You, you need to get your time sorted out between the I know, and I know I'm an idiot when it comes to time. I'm not good with numbers. What can I say? What was the thing I changed on your article? Yes. Anyway, right, okay. So I, I sort of put a paragraph towards you. My biggest gripe, though, is boosting that is not exclusive to a few isolated players. And suddenly that word has changed to weirdos. <laughs> Wait, read the sentence again. Read the original. I, I, my original one was my biggest gripe, though, is boosting. This is not exclusive to a few isolated players. And that word has now become isolated weirdos. <laughs> wow, I wonder, that's weird, because I remember, now that you mentioned I remember changing it because I thought people would take it differently. Because I, I, I wonder if people, I, I, maybe, maybe I thought that people in the United States would read that and think, oh, yeah, they're players, like, they're hardcore, they're ballers, like... You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I thought it was a weird thing for an American audience, and so I changed it, but I don't know. Oh, I must have had a reason. <laughs> you know I don't do that much. Like, I don't, I don't generally change people's wording yeah. if I can help. No, I would, I would have noticed had you changed any, but I did notice it. it huh? was quite funny. Well, I apologize for that because it sounds no, like no, it a makes... stupid change. Yawn, 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 yawn. Let's talk about games. Yes. Anyway, games. Yes, games. Yeah, games. Um, I played a game this week that nearly broke my computer. What, it was World of Warcraft? No, privates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought, oh, I'll download it and give it a whirl because you can play it on the PC. And, yeah, my, my computer nearly broke. <laughs> yeah, that, that. yeah, that graphics card is not holding up well when anything sort of more than... Screen goes through it. Yeah, there was a, this is like a small little indie game. 
I know it's it's, and I have got a decent graphics card in there, but there's something sadly wrong with it. As soon as it kicks in, you know, as soon as the fan starts going, it starts making some crazy noises. See, in a way, this is why it's good to have a Mac because then it's just you don't have to worry about that because the answer is no. With a PC, the, yeah. the question is, can I play this? And the answer is maybe I don't know, perhaps. But with a Mac, can I play this? No. Yeah, I got the blue screen of death, oh, and then the computer just shut down. Um, yeah. Uh, but luckily, it came back on again, so we're all it's good. Going up death. I know. Anyway, what have you guys been up to? What have you been up to? Shall we go to... Well, I'll tell you what. We went to Duke first, so we go to Genie this time. How about that? I've been playing Rock Band. Right? Right, I've and- done that. Uh, old game, not going to talk about it, because it's jinxed. Um, also, I've been playing <laughs> Scott Pilgrim vs. The World on the PlayStation Network. Oh, Quanrian's pissing himself right now. Really? Um... I I think it's a mix between Castle Crashers and Streets of Rage. Two Sounds games, like a good combination. Two games that I like. Uh, it's quite difficult, but it seems like a game that was made by people who love games. You know, they they took what was good about Streets of Rage and good about Castle Crashers, and they they threw in all these little nods to like Super Mario World, and it's fun. But I think it's pretty tough as well. Uh, the only problem I have with it is that it's not online co-op. And I think if it did have online co-op, I think it would be like a purchase. But because there's no online co-op, I, I doubt I'm going to get three other people that will want to play with me. Maybe. I don't know, but it's, it's definitely a good game. I enjoyed can that. I, can I just say, what I thought was quite cool about uh, Scott, because I had a play of this as well, um, it's harsh because you know I got to the final boss fight and then got killed. And it, it obviously starts yeah. you right from the beginning of the whole level again. Oof. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is a bit harsh, but it lets you keep all your power ups and stuff that you've collected along the way. Mm. Yeah, so, it's, so that's it's definitely uh, it's definitely fun, and I yeah. think um, you know it, it's true to the film, and uh, and they haven't kind of cashed in. I mean, this isn't going to sell a lot, I don't think, to be honest. But uh, I, I think it, it's it's made with a lot of love, and it's made by people that really kind of care about. You know the Scott Pilgrim world, and and um, you know it's made by, as I say, people who played a lot of games when they were young, and um, it seems to be like a best collection of their like kind of young memories of playing games when there's kids and stuff. So yeah, I just I just fought a double dragon, you know, when I was playing. Yeah, it is. It's like it's it's like, like all that, but it's it's like eight bit, but it's what it's what you imagine eight bit looks like. When you're older, but you know when you look mm. back at an old game and then you realise yeah. it looks terrible, yeah. right? <laughs> but but Scott Pilgrim vs the World is eight bit ish, but it's kind of like eight bit, but you know in a cool a lot nice. It's that I think it's called hyper eight bit. So it's it's just kind of how you remember eight bit games, but they obviously don't look like that. And there's a lot more animation in there that, than usual eight bit games and the. A lot of little touches like that, and the enemies are funny. Uh, the environments are well done. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's a very good uh, very good game. So, there's yeah, some so. really there's some really crazy sort of side missiony type things as well, where you just go into an alternate reality and have yeah, to. Like, I mean that's a nod pigs. to Mario Mario <laughs> as well, like the Rainbow Road and all that. That's kind of a little nod to that as well. And the the like the overworld that's Mario as well. And there's a bit of Pokemon in there and all sorts of crazy um, nonsense, but it's good. Oh, I did you it. did you do the uh, the foot the the snowball fight? That was yeah. quite that was quite amusing. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. 
Yeah, I, I thought some of the weapon like you, they, you, if you pick up a weapon, um, you know, pick up like a baseball bat or whatever, and you can also pick up like people lying on the floor, which I found funny. But if, <laughs> if you pick up a weapon, um, like it drops out of your hand with one hit. Like if you get hit once, that weapon drops out of your hand. I'd like it if it, if it would take like three hits. You know what I mean? Because it seems like you never really get to hold a weapon for very long. That's but. Uh, I don't know. It's just a little thing that bothered me. It is really hard. It's a hard. Game. I must. I must admit, I quite often used downed enemies as weapons more than any yeah. other, anything else. Really. Yeah. You know, hitting other players. Yeah, it takes good. one enemy off the screen, doesn't it? So you know. Yes, like, yeah. you can definitely use it as a nice, you know, beat everybody up with another person. It's not an easy game. It's not no. an easy game. Uh, so played that. Played you played this too, Laura Croft. I have been playing a, a little bit of that, but not as much as I'd have liked. Okay, well, we'll talk about it now. I'll, I'll okay. talk about it first, and you, you can chip in. So, I can't. Um, I, I'm a big Tomb Raider fan. Love Tomb Raider. It's uh, it's kind of gone downhill as of late, but I think Lara Croft: The Golden Light is gonna be the one of the best Tomb Raider, Lara Croft games, whatever, since like the first ones. I think it's brilliant. I love it. It feels right. The platforming feels right. The isometric view is perfect. Um, uh, the graphics are nice. The puzzles are very clever. The action is cool. The shooting works. I didn't like the fact that you had to point and hold the right trigger, the thing that we complain mm-hmm. about so much. But yep. the reason why they do it is because you change your weapon and you have to throw spears, and then you know, like you, you have to you have to pick where to throw a spear, so you can jump on that spear, and then reach a, a level higher up. I haven't tried any of the co-op stuff because, you know, Xbox Live doesn't work yet. Um, but I think it's brilliant. I, I I bought some Microsoft points today, just so I can buy Lara Croft. I haven't bought it. Yet. I bought it yet, but I've you know. Well, do you know? I'm, funnily I'm, enough, I did exactly the same because I. Yeah. I pretty much decided I wasn't really going to buy any more games on Xbox Live Arcade this year. I mm. thought, yeah, I've got the best of what I've seen, you know. Um, but I've got to agree with you. I think it's a fantastic game. I think the art style is excellent. I think the controls are really smooth. As soon as, soon as you get in there, you're just like, yeah, this feels great. You know what yeah. I mean? You, you instantly, like, I, I urge you to try it, dude, because as soon as you'd like, Give it a go. You're like, yeah, I get it straight away. I I've, get it. I've tried it. I played the demo. I liked it. I thought it was okay. I just, I wasn't really blown away by it. And mm. I can see myself getting it because I think it's something that the Duchess and I would really like playing because we yeah. played Gauntlet in, on the PS2, which was like that. We played Dark Alliance. We played like Fallout 2, I think it was, which has that same top-down view. Does anybody know if you're doing local co-op and you go to other sides of the screen, is it just sort of... I don't think I think it stays. In the no, I tug at it. I mean, I because that's kind of annoying sometimes. But I mean, whatever. It seems like it's fairly straightforward enough so that it's not going to be an yeah. issue. But the the rooms the rooms themselves are quite small, so I don't think you can yeah. venture off too much. They are, yeah, exactly. but once you once you get into the second level, it, it opens up quite a bit. There's lots of little nooks and crannies and and other areas. Lots of exploration. I, I like it for that. There's a lot of little sort of sidey bits that you find where there's a little puzzle that gets you a power up or something. Mm. Um, but there's quite a lot of them. Once you get in the second level it was quite big. I finished that tonight at the, the second level and I missed out on one red skull out of the ten that I needed. And I like that. I like all the collecting stuff and the little challenges it throws at you as you're going along. But aren't you annoyed by the fact that you now feel compelled to go back and do the second level again just for one red skull? Yes. But I did that That's with not... the first level. When I when I played the demo, um, 
I missed out on a couple of the little challenges. And the, as soon as I played, bought the game, I just did the, the first level again and just tried to get all the stuff I'd missed the first time around. See, that drives me crazy. I, maybe I just have a low tolerance for collecting things, but I don't like it when it's like, oh, you got 9 out of 10 of these things, and eh, you're good, but you're not great. No, I like that about it. But I okay. like the, the way that some of the challenges aren't just sort of collecting stuff. Like, in the first game, you know, there's the jump on all the little uh, pedestal things without falling off. Yeah. is a complete challenge. In the second level, it's cross a river without touching the water. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a, so he throws some nice little, just not nothing too hard, but sort of interesting little challenges at you all the time. And fine. yeah, I like it. I like the puzzly elements of it. I think it's done really, really well. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I think it's a really solid game. I've, I'm quite impressed with it. I think. How many points? Yeah, twelve hundred. That's not yeah. too bad. That's fifteen dollars. I also bought my Microsoft points for Shank as well because that's coming uh, out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I I had Shank in mind. I was like, Lara Croft and Shank are going to be my two arcade mm-hmm. games. That's why I'm going to. I think I'm more excited about Shank than I am about Lara Croft. Co-op, baby. Um, yeah, I, I find that interesting. I think Lara Croft for me is a really solid title. I think it's yeah. so polished. It's very well done. Get some free DLC as well. Yeah. What's that? Which, oh, Lara Croft is. Yeah. Yeah. Other other than the actual added online co-op. Yeah, yeah, you're getting some free... Because I think it's like a sorry. Look, sorry, you didn't have the online co-op. Here's some free DLC. What I I don't really understand about that, I was always under the impression that, um, you know, that's sort of the first thing you have to build in. If if you're having an online game, you've got to build that into the programming right at the beginning. So it doesn't make sense that they've got to patch it in later. I don't know. I found that a bit... I don't know. I'm no programmer. I don't. Yeah. Very odd. Whatever. So, what else have you been up to? Anything? Oh yeah, yeah we still have me, right? Um, yeah, on you. Oh yeah, Dark Sector. Very quickly, I play that. That's an old game. Um, You'd played that before, right? Yes, I played that before. But it is a lot of fun. And uh, the only reason people should play Dark Sector is the glaive. The glaive is this like little glaive that you have in your right hand. Um, and you just throw it at people, and you and cut their heads them off. Up. Yep, nice. pretty much. Uh, I mean, like you, you get in, you get this infection, and it causes you to have this glaive. And I, I like the way like you can pick up weapons from afar. So if you have, if you've got no weapons on, you can just like pick up stuff with your glaive and pick up ammo with your glaive and all sorts. Can you but set the, it on fire and stuff like that? As you can well. set it on fire. You can electrocute it. You can freeze it. You can. All, and, oh, it's just like the boomerang in Zelda. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, but yeah, that's. I mean, there's a little bit of like, like stop a minute, think how do you get out of this room? But most of it is just kind of run and, you know, the shooting mechanics work fine in it. But if the glaive wasn't there, this game would be dull. Uh, mm. And the, the only problem I have with it really is the boss fights are really boring. They're just so boring. Um, but it's 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 worth it, you know. Do, you know, Duke, I think you'd like it because it's just. Shooting people and chopping people up with a glaive, you know. You like, and I wouldn't have to worry about ammo. No, that that I, I did think about that actually. Like you, you've always got the glaive option, and yeah, uh, they uh, you, you get like abilities like you can make a force field and bounce off bullets and stuff, and you can turn invisible like towards the last couple of levels. And there's no meter or anything. You just can switch it on and off whenever you want. And like, obviously, when you're invisible, it, it wears off for about like five seconds, but you can do it straight after. 
you know. No. Like, so there's no, it doesn't really like have like this weird meter at the top left of the corner, yeah. the corner of the screen or anything like that. Um, so I'll look for that. Yeah, Dark Sector. That's that's fun. I played, um, Kane Lynch two. Oof, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Interested to hear your views on this. Right now, I'm one of the very few people that like Kane Lynch. Right, not the game, um, but the people. Not the game, but the characters and how how damned they are, how unlikable they are, and how just messed up they are. Right, Lynch yeah. in the first one and in the second one, he's a psychopath. He's taking drugs. Um, you know, he's he's trying to calm down in the second one, and they they just no matter what happens, everything always goes tits up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem with the first one was the mechanic, like the, the shooting, didn't feel right. You know, you didn't feel like that the bullets had any weight to them. It, you, when you shot somebody, it didn't feel like it hit them properly. Um, even Dark Sector, like you know, again, that's not uh, amazing. Has like that core, like you know, third-person shooterish. Down, you know what I mean? It feels okay, but with Canal Inch One, it didn't do it, and sadly, Canal Inch Two doesn't really do it either. Um, yeah, the game pretty much is shooting, just cover and shoot the whole game, right? There's nothing else. Um, you know, you're either shooting at people or shooting at vehicles, right? And to be honest, there are, I think there's about two vehicles to shoot at. And that's it. You just go through the game, shoot people. Shoot people, shoot people, shoot people. Go through the game, shoot people. Um, so what about, you, melee? what about a melee attack? What do you... No melee. What? No melee attack. <laughs> uh, wow. when, um, that's there just are, weird. There, there are like canisters, like uh, fire extinguishers or little canisters or something that you can use as kind of like makeshift grenades so you can lob them. And you don't have to aim at them perfectly. Pretty much the next button, you, the bullet you fire after you've thrown that kind we'll of hit it. will hit it. So that's fine. That that works fine, actually. That's in a bunch of games. That's not... Yeah, got no problem with that. Um, and when you get, when you get like, killed, you get knocked down and you're in, like, a last stand. And then you can get yourself up. But when you're down and your, your life's going down, you have to rely on your co-op partner. I've, I played it local co-op, by the way. Because it wasn't my game. Um, my friend brought it around and we played it split-screen co-op. Uh, and, yeah, it's just a lot of shit. Duke, I mean, you look shooting stuff, right? So Yeah. Shooting mechanics don't work great. They're not brilliant. But it's just, like, you know, shoot, shoot, shoot. That's all it is. So if you yeah. if you go into it with that kind of mind, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, it's super short. The game is so short, right? How many hours? Well... I've got two levels left, right? The levels take about 20 minutes or something like that. So we played it, and we, I think we played it for about two and a half, three hours. So, you know, we probably got another hour on it. Um, right. So it's not very long. The, the, I think the, the, the reason why people should play it is if you enjoy shooting and you enjoy the characters, and if you like the style of the trailers, you know, that youtube documentary style. Um, that's pretty unique. Style. Yeah, that 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 works well. I think that that works in its favour. But I think it acts as a literal mask. It's literally masking 
the bad graphics because the graphics are not good. <laughs> so what they've done is they put this like filter over it. To it's supposed it. to be bad, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, must so, have, I, mean, I remember. I remember seeing quite a lot of jaggies in in the demo when I played the demo. But I thought yeah. maybe that was just the demo. You're supposed to see jaggies, man. It's hardcore. Yeah, it's, like... I mean, look, it's, it's the graphics are bad, but like you know, the YouTube stuff kind of like covers that and hides it a little bit, but. It's not great. It's it's not very good. Can I spoil a little bit of it? It's not a spoil thing. It's not a plot thing because I have no idea what what's happening in the plot. It's, <laughs> about it's basically the whole plot is there's a deal. It goes wrong. You want to get out of Shanghai. That's it. Right? Um, spoilers. Isn't, isn't right. that what um, Army of Two did? Yeah, that was yeah. They're, they're just copying each other. There's a level. Right. Okay. I'm going to put you two in a very awkward situation. Oh, right? Okay. Now, oh being... great! It's Cancun with the dead donkey all over again. Ooh, role you're playing. In a, you're in a shower. You're in a public shower. Okay. Right? You're both <laughs> the naked. Game's been all of a sudden. Yeah. You're both naked. Right. right? <laughs> you're both being tortured. No. On a chair. You're both, <laughs> you're both tied to a chair, naked, being tortured. Right. Yeah. You get out of it. I mean, you are cut up bad, like all over your body. It looks terrible. Right. You kill a few guys. What would you do? Have sex with Madison? Yeah. Seriously. What yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. No, I would I go could. to the hospital. I'd patch myself no, up. You're, na- you're naked. You're in a room with dead people. And you, you get the get clothes out. on. You put exactly. clothes on. You size up the sure. person and you think, well, he's roughly about my that size. I'll put his trousers on. These people, the kind of lynch, are naked for about 20 minutes of the <laughs> game. Completely <laughs> naked. And they're killing, like, you know, hundreds of people. I'm just like, put a shirt on, put some tra- anything. So right, is he, has he got a pixelated bit over the janitor? Yeah, they, they pixelate the uh, the privates, you know. Oh, and, God. But you know what? <laughs> Do you know what? You can see the developers or the team that came up with the story sat around the table going, Do you know what we should do? We should have this bit in the game where you shoot people naked. <laughs> well, it, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's one bit where you've got no guns and you, you're naked or anything, and you see a guy. Oh, you, you got you one gun. To, yeah, yeah, or zing. <laughs> and, um, you, you know, you have, to, you have to kill him, like, by creeping up behind him, and then, look, you can use him as a human shield, right? <laughs> Sorry. And there's something else. And to... you're naked at the. Yeah, and you're naked, right? And then you're in this car park, and you kill about, I don't know, ten, fifteen people in the car park. Quite a quiet car park. Not a so lot. So can of you got... can you sort of prop... rush? Can you prop him up on something to keep both hands free at the time? <laughs> <laughs> you would just you would just put some clothes on. Oh, right. Also, you've just been in a shower. They're both covered in blood. Have a shower. You'll feel better. Right. <laughs> Yes, you know. No time, man. We gotta get out of here before the bad guys get here. After that, right? Like something bad happens to Lynch, like during the torture scene. So, um, like they they go so far, and then Lynch starts like breaking down and stuff. Uh, And they're having this really serious heart to heart. Like Lynch, we I need you to kind of snap out of this now because Lynch is like on the edge, right? And I can't take him seriously because they're both naked and they've had the chance (laughs) to change about fifteen times and they didn't. Right, it's just it's a bit ludicrous, right? I don't mind like the the first five minutes are oh, they naked and then they get some clothes. It's like, oh, yeah, we should probably get some clothes now. You know, it's just it's a <laughs> bit chillier. We're still naked. Hey, look, we continue naked. to be naked. Yeah, just and naked that, that just kind of made me laugh. And uh... I think I think the problem is because that sort of happens in Dead Rising, doesn't it? Not totally naked, uh, but you <laughs> you get all your clothes taken off, you know, and you buy some yeah, you weird do. cult yeah. dudes. 
And I mean, Dead Rising so tongue in cheek. That's what I mean. You can get away with because that's fine. Uh, it's not trying to be a Dead Rising like two, the K Zero DLC. You see in the trailer, he's he's dressed up as a little girl. Yeah, you know, that you can you can put like like masks on zombies' heads and all sorts in Dead Rising. Kind of Lynch. There's, I mean, there's no zombies. Like this is really like. I mean, it's got a mature it's supposed story. Supposed to be very serious. Mature thing. Super serious, right? Which I. This is what I totally like about Kane and Lynch, but the, it just doesn't reach its potential, and that's my problem with it. it like the first one, that I means that taking a risk is much riskier if you're trying to play it straight. Yeah. It does doing I, something but, unorthodox but, is but, very it dangerous. It seems like such a silly, silly like mistake. I mean, just put on clothes. Like in the first <laughs> first people you kill, just put on their clothes. You know, they might be. It would be funnier if they didn't fit. You know, that would be more realistic. But you know. Yeah. And I think Stu's right. Like they came up with the idea, like a naked stage, yeah. and then they yeah. came up with a way to get there. And yeah, it didn't work. Uh, it didn't work. And I, I, as I say, I mean, if you like shooting, if you like the characters, it's okay. It's not gonna. It's not gonna blow anyone away. Yeah, but <laughs> play the demo first because the shooting mechanic was all flunky and crappy. But the mm. trouble is, and and you know what I remember about the demo is, God, those enemies were like spongies. They would just soak up any yeah. amount of fire unless yeah. you put them in the head. They, they also, the cover was like splinters, like it was made out of balsa wood. Yeah, you shoot, I mean, you shoot someone there sometimes and they don't even like animate. They don't even react to it. But in like, some you know, ways, they, right? It just in, off them or something. If you're going to have a cover system, at least have one that you can hide behind. Because that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, really? And the AI was a bit cheap. It would see you straight away. Yeah, there's just little things. I mean, yeah. just, just make Hitman, please. So these are the people. They, they've stopped making Hitman for this, which makes me sad. <laughs> you know, just kind of Lynch, just hand it to somebody else. Hand it to someone who can do this serious stuff. You know, and I'm sure they could do a better job of it. It's, it's just a shame. You know, like it, it, it's just they're so interesting to me, Kane and Lynch, and they they just never really do it right. So. <laughs> Bit of a disappointment with Canalis. I feel like I've been talking about Canalis for ages. Yes. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a shame. I think I had t- probably more hopes for this than I had for the original uh, game. And, and I think the original one's better, to be honest. Yeah, but that's terrible, isn't it? Because the first one got such a lukewarm reception. This one's averaging, I think it's 65 or 66 at Metacritic. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's about right. That's about right. You know, if you if you got such a bad review for your first game and all that content, you would, you know, it's like I said, I know I've said this before, you'd have made sure that the follow-up was really good so people wouldn't be criticising it. And it seems like, you know, they had all these weird ideas. I mean, what I've heard is, and, I've, you know, I've never played the first one, but what I've heard is the first one had quite a lot of cool ideas going on, but it just wasn't very well executed. Yeah, I mean, look, some of the levels were more interesting. You know, Shanghai, yeah. the, in, in, in number two, you're in Shanghai, you're trying to get in it. And I think they, they paint Shanghai pretty well. You know, they, they I've never been there. I've never been there. But I, I, it certainly does feel city that I've never been to and it, it, it but the, I mean the, you know the AI and the friendly AI and the, the civilians and stuff they're they're all bit weak and the animations off and the shooting mechanics don't work so no no I'm an I'm afraid oh dear um, anyways, that's me done I've been talking for too long now okay Juki boy what have you because I'm sure you've got a rant to have at some point I've got a million games to talk about I'm not going to rant for too long but I do want to say fuck Metro 2033 oh. that game made me so mad oh my oh. god 
Oh, I guess no, when he... I was playing it, I was just running and jumping too much while wearing a gas mask. But you know what? There's horrible demon monsters jumping at me from the sky. What are you going to do? Walk? No, you run, okay? So I guess I was using the air filters wrong because I start the final level with 20 seconds of air filter left. And then as soon as I – and then I die. And we're going back – four stages would do nothing because I'm going to use the same amount of air because those last stages leading up to that are just walking around opening up switches and stuff. There are quite a lot of air filters around but you've just got to really hunt for them. Well, I don't want to hunt for them and I'm so mad that they Did you play it on easy? Did you play it on easy? Well, I switched it to easy when I got to a harder... Like, when I got (laughs) out of the library, I was like, if I finish the library, I can do anything, you know? And then, I don't remember what stage it was. There was something that was like, oh, I know what it was. That... Part where you're, because I, I kept running out of ammo, of course, and there's that part where you're walking along and there are these little weird pustules on the ground and the little bubbles come up out of it. You can't deal with that with the knife. You have to have bullets to shoot those things. So I had to go back a few levels and do those over again using only my knife so that I would have ammo to shoot at the pustules on the ground. So I'd already done like an hour of the game over again, putting it on easy. So You are really rubbish at conserving ammo because I don't ever remember having an issue with ammo in that game ever. Nope. Well, I'm very proud of you, okay? I thought we established long ago that I'm bad oh, at conserving ammo. You're Why just is this rubbish, though. I mean, I'm just really rubbish. Hey, yeah, fine, whatever. I don't care. Um, apparently, I'm, I'm rubbish at breathing, too, because I'm just all that oxygen in and out, man. <sighs> <sighs> so, whatever. Screw that game. I was like, I need to play a tense, scary game that's fun, so I went back to Fear 2, and that game's oh, awesome. I guess love what it. I got? Guess what I got oh, in Loveville? What did you get? Fear 2. Really? Dude. But to to be fair, to be fair, I did warn you about that because that nearly happened to me. I just about got away with it. I know. I remember you saying that you had some spot where you were like, if I hadn't randomly stumbled upon this guy passed out with an air filter sticking out of his butt, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened to me. Except I didn't find some guy with an air filter sticking out of his butt. So why are you saying I'm rubbish? No, no, but you know. I know you were just saying that about ammo. Anyway, it's whatever. I don't want to talk yeah, about that love game anymore because it's mad. I, I'm angry because now I have to go on YouTube to watch the ending sequences because I want to see how it compares to the book. Yeah, the whatever. Ending. Anyway, I don't care. I'm done with that game. But I played. I'm still going to play and, it. I'm, gonna, I'm still going to play it. I don't. Well, you can okay. tell me how bad I am at breathing too. Uh, <laughs> Fear two. I got the DLC as well, and that was. Oh, you remember that DLC that came out? The extended thing where you're a rogue agent. Yeah, kind of. Sort of. We yes, played the demo. We talked about demo. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A demo for uh, a... Reborn or whatever it is. Yeah, a demo for DLC. Yeah. Yeah. No, so was... I I played that and it was okay. I mean, you know, it was uh, eight hundred points. And the coolest thing about it was that the objectives were very vague. Like one of the objectives was called "Open your eyes." You know, it comes up on the screen. Usually, it's like recon with your team or like find an exit from the subway. But here it was like find the path. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. So I like that. Uh, most of it is just sort of rehashed stuff from Fear 2. Um, most of the same monsters, you know, those creepy crawly dudes with the aqua pants on. And uh, that anime, the horrible monster who reanimates the fallen enemies that are lying around. And he's got, like, the tendrils coming out of his body. Oh, yeah, God, I've gone about it. Yeah, he showed up again. Um, overall, you know, it was 100% meh. The story was pretty mediocre. I really wouldn't recommend it for anyone other than like a Fear Two junkie. Is the, uh, so is the story good in? Is the story good in Fear Two? Fear yeah, I, good. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, the story's decent. Yeah. The, the ending's end. very bizarre. Yeah, so I was going to say. Fear, yeah. 
take on that. We should do a spoil the heck out of it one. I mean, it's only been two years since it came out. So. Yeah, I could play that um, again quite happily. I'd play through it again. I, I quite like yeah, it. it was a lot of fun to play through that again because I think everything about that game is so well designed. And I mean, I sort of run out of ammo on that game, but it, you know, there's all these guns lying around all over the place. So even as bad as I am, I was never really wanting for it. Would it scare me a lot? Mm, maybe. It may it's not condemned. as much scary as it is startling. Like, there's points where it's just like, ah, something jumps out yeah, of it. Yeah, it may jump. They, they, might, they might condemn, so is it as scary as condemn? It's not quite as... Well, it is dark. It is dark, but it's not quite as depressing as condemn somehow. Yeah. Condemn's very dismal. Very down. I think it, it, has often, it may have to do with the fact that you're like a super soldier and you've got like... Yeah, it's a bit more high condemn. You condemn you, all you've got is your fists and stuff. But it's super. The the AI is super intelligent. He does all sorts of crazy stuff. It's good. By the way, I I, in the dark dark sector is very good as well. Sorry, I'm going to mention. That's okay. I've just got a lot to get through, man. I don't. Go, 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 yeah. Rock band, dude. Ministry, yeah. Thieves and liars. And I wrote the thing on the site about how they screwed up the patterns on that because Ministry is one of those groups, man. You know, it's kind of like Prodigy, dude. Like Prodigy has all their beats are just like boom, 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 boom. You know, it's like regular driving four, four. And the the patterns on the guitar for the Ministry songs are like da 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 da. Did it, and you got to pause, and it's just so stupid. It's like, why did you design it like that? Whatever. Yeah, but they do that to make it harder to play, don't they? I know, but I don't want it to be hard to play. I want it to be an exciting experience playing the song like I'm playing the song. But I know that's – you said that's the thing. Like I said on the, my piece on the website, I see Rock Band more as a emulator for, you know, like a, 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 sim, a sim for the guitar rather than like a challenging game that I have to try to conquer, you know, whatever. So I don't know, whatever. Um. I got Uncharted 2. Hey, whoa, about time. Jeez. Yay! Christ. Yes. <laughs> I thought you'd be happy that I'm playing it now. Because I actually was, I was tempted to get uh, Dead to Rights. Why would you get Dead to Rights over Uncharted Because <laughs> I loved the first game. I had a lot of fun with that game back in the day. God love us. That's like saying, oh, I know what I'll do. Instead of getting that Red Dead game, I'm going to get Dark Void instead, because that's much better. <laughs> well, you never played Dead to Rights, so you don't know that it's going to be as bad as Dark Void. But anyway, I'm glad I got Uncharted 2, because it's a lot of fun. Although I freaking hate stealth. There's that mission very early on when you're trying to sneak into some museum, and it's like... It starts with the guy going, head to the fountain. And I got so sick of him saying, head to the fountain, because I kept screwing it up. <laughs> and I'd see people, and they'd be, rah, 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 rah. Oh, God. Just a minute. Let me write this down. So, crap at conserving Crap at preserving ammo. Crap at stealth. Crap. I thought, again, I thought this was the like, common knowledge. <laughs> Is there anything you're good at? Anyway. <laughs> Whatever. We sneak into this museum, right? Okay, a little bit of spoilers here, but I'm sure you know it's old enough. Uh, nobody cares. There's this precious ancient oil lamp. There's some secret about Marco Polo. <laughs> Why did you just smash it into a million pieces? Maybe you should have put it in your coat so we could go and study this precious oil lamp. I think there's probably a map in here. <laughs> Actually, the map was inscribed onto the lamp. You shouldn't have smashed it like that. I don't know. I just thought that was weird. Um, there's some really nice slow motion finishing moves during the fist fights. I really like that. I appreciate that a lot. Um, it's a great it's game. Some you of the stuff. It. it is a great game. I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm really enjoying it, and the climbing mechanics are good. It's a little hard to tell where to go sometimes, but whatever. That's a minority thing. Um, 
the some of the things that are going on, I don't know. I feel like okay, first of all, the double crossing is gonna is kind of obvious because the name of the game is Among Thieves. So yeah, of course, there's no honor Among Thieves. Duh. <laughs> Um, but the other thing that annoyed me was that, okay, you're tracking this war criminal dude. He spends months searching for this tomb, and it's two minutes worth of climbing away from his campsite, and they never found it? What is that about? That just seemed bizarre. Like, hey, I bet he didn't climb up here. <laughs> All right. Hey, look, it's exactly what they were looking for. Well, you obviously need a map. That's the trouble. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, the riot shield is the tool of Satan. I get so nervous when someone shows up with a riot shield in that game. Because, I don't know, maybe I'm just not a very accurate shooter, but it's so hard to get him to drop it and die or whatever. Um, It's easy in Modern Warfare 2, because I love when I see people with a riot shield there, because it's just, boom, stun grenade, and you can't move, boom, Semtex, and you're holding up a nice, big, thick place for me to throw the Semtex so I know it'll stick, and then, bam, you're dead. (laughs) Um, I don't know, so that was annoying. And then the other thing that bugged me was this. I slaughter 20 people without sneezing or breaking a sweat. And then one guy, the special dude, shows up with a gun and he says, put your hands up. And I do. Okay, you got me. What is that about? Um, did you see that uh, Penny Arcade thing about uh, Uncharted where, like, uh, there's this henchman, right, and he's just, like, just standing on the edge of a cliff. And he's like, wow, I can't, I can't wait to see my wife and kids <laughs> next week when I, when I get off work. And then... Nathan Drake just drags him off the edge of the cliff just because he's a mass murderer, Nathan Drake. Right. I mean, he's, he's a mass murderer, but yet he's the hero. Right? He's just right. killing all these people. No one ever likes, bothers him about it. It's yeah. ridiculous. Look, but, old yeah. game so anyway. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's true. So whatever. I mean, uh, those are minor gripes, and overall I'm having a really good time with it. The scope is very impressive, and I just got done with that room where there's the it's like in the Buddhist temple, and there's the big things moving around, and you got to like climb up this very precarious edge. And it's oh, like really the cool. dagger. And, like the, the dagger. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really – and it's fun, you know, and it's, it's good because I like the fact that it's not immediately obvious. And they give you hints and things, but – uh yeah it's it's a good game um and then the other thing i did was i went looking i I had downloaded destination arcade once upon a time but i never really fiddled with it and i finally sat down and said okay what's this all about have y'all used that at all no no we i don't think we've got it over here i've not seen it anywhere oh really no we i think it was america only Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's you're not missing too much. The one of the the most interesting thing is that it has game recommendations based on like you're looking at information about a game like Limbo. I started out with Limbo, and it's got a button for like suggest games like this, find games like Limbo. Uh-huh. And so I did that, and it yeah, I mean, it brought me this game Lucidity. I don't know if y'all ever played that. Yeah, yeah that's with the little girl, right? And you have to yeah, Lucidity yeah. was quite cool. It's okay. I feel like it was kind of slow, and it would probably be fun for kids. But I yeah, I thought it was not as good as Limbo. Yeah, nah. I and mean, that's that's the thing is if I had played Lucidity first, I'd probably be like, oh, this is really cool. But it, it's hard to compare it because that's what you do when it's like here. If you like this, you'll like this. Well, you're going to compare it to that first game. So then I say, okay, Kane from Keflings, find me something like that. And they brought me this game Catan, which is based on this board game the called board, the, the board Settlers game, yeah. of Catan. Yeah, yeah. The, the German, and I'd never German. played it at all. Uh, it was fun. It's you know I probably wouldn't play it very much, so I didn't bother Titanic's buying it. massive, though. A lot of people love that. So yeah, it's true. It's a huge. I mean, every every time I meet like a geek who's involved with board games, they're always like, "Oh, Settlers of Catan, awesome!" Yeah, is that is that the one where you have to? Is that the one where you have to put pieces of land down with connecting roads? Yeah, yeah, I like that. I played the demo for that. I really quite liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. But I, I again, like, I don't think I would play it a whole lot because. 
it seems like something that would be much more fun to play with people you know. And yeah. you know, I don't really know anybody who has it or anything. So. I bet IP. And then, ah. yeah. And then the other uh, thing that it allows you to do is search. The, it, it'll sort of like organize. And it's cool because it moves the covers of the games around. So you can see like this big stack of covers according to game rankings. So I'd be like, okay, show me all the games that have five stars. And then all the ones that have – and they break it down. It's like 4.75 stars and then 4.5 stars and all that. Um, so I tried a bunch of other in, uh, arcade games. OD Beat Drop. Did you ever play that? Nope. Ugh, don't waste your time. I haven't even sucks. heard of it. Tetris clone with really bad music. I'm amazed that it had such a high ranking because it's really not a good game. Age of Booty. I tried that. Meh. It was all right. It was It was done very well. It looked great. Sound was good, but I just you know, the gameplay mechanic was kind of drab. And I tried the Prince of Persia classic because I never tried that. Uh, and hey. it's really good. I mean, it looks great. And I mean, yeah. you know, I love the original game, but I didn't buy it. I don't know if I would. I was really on the line. Like I thought, maybe I will, but I think I'm going to wait until I'm like, I need a new game. But all of that is just the prelude to the real gaming news that I had. This oh my week. god! Did like this I know, world. isn't that crazy? It's been a crazy busy week in the world of Duke's video. You know, I've just got to the important stuff. I bought a PlayStation Two. I got Ico again. <gasps> oh god! Oh my god! I kept going to the the, the video shop. You know, this the store where I buy my games and. They have it sitting there, man. It's always taunting me. It's always like, come on, you know I'm awesome. Play me again. We can have so much fun. Go hang out with Yorda. And so I was like, you know what? Finally, I was like, yeah, fine. Just give me a PlayStation, dude. Give me Ico. Just give me Mercenaries. Give me uh, Enter the Matrix again. Just I want to buy them all again. I want to go back to my youthful days 10 years ago. And god damn, that game Ico is so beautiful. It's It's just as much fun to play now as it was the first time I played it. The graphics obviously are very dated, but the it looks so awesome. I mean, it's just such a fun game, and it's really well done, and oh, I love it. And everybody should read my thing on the website about how awesome Ico is, along with Mist and Portal. Oompa. There you go. There I go. Well, yeah, I, I think we should wait until it, it comes out in HD to talk about it properly. Yep. That's fine. That's fine. We can wait. You've talked about Ico enough. In the oh. Now, funnily enough, I, I mean, I sat down and I played it in 24 hours. Like, I played it, like, as soon as I got home, started it up, and I was like, I'm back. It feels so right. And, uh, and like, six hours that night, and then woke up the next morning. First thing I did while well, I woke up, put it back in, like, four more hours, done. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yes. no, I, and I, speaking I, of done, that's me done. Really? <laughs> Who'd have Oof. known? Who'd have known? Um, yes, I, I've been playing just one game, really. Must admit, must one. You know, I played a bit. Of, I bought Lara, played a little bit of that, like I said earlier. So I did that, and yeah, um, yeah. I've got to say, I've been sucked into Dragon Age pretty much. Yay, Dragon Age! Yeah, I have. Do you know what's weird? What's weird with RPG games, right? You, you play like a shooter for nine, ten hours, and it feels quite a long time playing a shooter. Yeah. And you play nine hours of an RPG, and it feels like you've not done anything. You finished the tutorial. <laughs> I know, but it also feels like it's gone really quick, and you don't know where it went. You're like, where did yeah. that nine hours actually go? That's the sign of a very good RPG man. But the, it's got some interesting quirks. It's got some interesting quirks. Um, Such a... Well, I was what, what I was quite impressed with um, was just the the sort of some of the the weird stuff. There was a bit like where I came. Uh, to like a fallen column and it had like a little exclamation mark on it and I thought oh what's this and it, it did like a really old fashioned sort of 
you know, I don't know, sort of like an old-fashioned make-your-own-adventure-game type thing where it sort of, you click on it and it goes, you hear a small switch, or there's a small file, that was it, there's a small vial in the base, you, you find a small vial in the base, like, you know, like an old text adventure. Mm. So I was like, huh. So, so it says, do you want to pick it up or leave it where it is? I was like, how yeah. like, old-fashioned is that, but quite <laughs> sort of quirky and cool at the same time. Yeah. So I thought, pick it up. The vial breaks in your grasp, right? But it didn't happen. It just told me that this had happened. I never saw a vial or anything, right? And then the next mm. thing, this big, massive knight just turns up out of nowhere. <laughs> and so do we have to fight this really hard dude? So that was, I thought that was quite quirky. I, I think it's really weird, though, because you pick a voice at the beginning, but he never talks. Why, why? That's true. I know. What's up with that? Well, That's all so about it. Said, what voice would you like? So I, went, oh. so I spent ages, you know, cogitating of which voice I should have for my character. Of course you did. Yeah. And then he never talks. I'm like, what? and that feels a bit weird because I think I I've, he talks it's just when a bad walking, decision. When you're walking past people, just like. Right. Yeah. I've right. never noticed it, I must admit. It's just very weird. It's very, very rare, but it's really stupid because, I mean, Mass Effect and Mass Effect 2, obviously, they incorporate. The player character talking a lot, which is yeah. good because it brings you more into the story, and it just doesn't work, I think, as well in Dragon Age. No, it just feels really odd because obviously it's silent when you pick your option. And then so I'm... here's the main, here's the important question that everybody really wants to know about Stu: Who are you trying to seduce? No one at the moment, to most admit. No one. No. It's a Bioware game. What do you mean, no one? I know. Um, Morrigan's Ooh. an interesting character, I have to say. Oh, she sure is. Don't she trust approves, her. She approves of some really dodgy stuff. <laughs> yes. It's interesting because like, they have characters, and this is true about Mass Effect 2. There are characters who are like, wow, I really can't go along with the way you think. Like, you are kind of a messed up person. Yeah, well, what was interesting, right? There's a, there was, you know the character Sten? The dude they've got locked up in the cage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's cool too. Yeah, well, it's, well, I sort of came to him and I talked to him and he's he's very deadpan and doesn't really you can't. Really he's tell awesome. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. But he seemed what? really cool, so I'm like, oh, I like him. And then I sort of spoke to someone and say, oh, well, you need to go and see the the priest in the or the priestess in the shantry if you, yeah. if she's got the key for his cage. So I sort of upgraded my speech quite a bit when I was sort of you know doing all my stats and stuff. Um, so I went to see her, and it had the like persuade option. So I used those, and it, it looked like I was gonna get the key off her, and then she just suddenly decided she wasn't gonna give it me. Yeah, I think I had that too. because I was like, oh, I quite liked him. I wanted him in my party and all this sort of stuff. So then I went back out. Okay, Maybe there were another way. I know, and there, well, there's there is another way, an intimidator. So I thought, sorry, I'll just do that because what well, another way too? Oh, was there? What's the other way? Killer? Oh. Yeah, no. Well, no? Huh. Break what? it open. It's Break. a cage. Ah, uh, yeah. I never thought of trying that. It's yeah, you're that, a weakling. Well, I just intimidated the shantry woman. I'm gonna talk to people instead of breaking yeah. stuff. So I, I intimidated her, and it was quite funny because she sort of told me off and said, "How dare you, you know, attack a woman with a cloth and all this malarkey?" And Alistair was like, "I would never let that happen." You know, he's all like, you know, importance and self. Are you acting this out? Yeah. Do you like it? Do you like it? I went down 18 points in his opinion and went up 14, <laughs> 14 points in Morrigan's favour. So, you know. Yeah, she's like, ooh, he's a strong, yeah, resolute. I'd be intimidating somebody. Um, I yeah. play this game. I don't like Hawks and Elves, though. <laughs> there isn't <laughs> you really like a it. lot of that. There isn't a man. What are you not... talking about? Of course there is. Shh. 
Shush, don't tell him. No, I will no, not be quiet no, while you try to lie to Ginny about what he's like. There's some space stuff. Oh, is that? Space. <laughs> Lasers. Yeah. Oh, really? oh, yeah. There's a cool glaive, and you use yeah. it to oh, yeah. people's heads off. Yeah, it's Boy. like. Cannon Lynch show up. Yeah. Wicked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. You really, oh, but oh, yeah, no, I've I've been officially sucked in. I have to say, I'm I'm really really impressed with it. I really yeah. like, and I think I think it has got that definite Mass Effect story arc, and it's it's weird yeah. for me. I think because I, I was so used. To, I mean, the last game I really played like this was um, was obviously Oblivion, and Oblivion's a lot different because I think with. Uh, Bioware games are a lot more story focused and a lot more linear in a way, almost like linear in some respects, because you sort of you don't sort of walk between areas. It, it reminds me a little bit of Fable too. You sort of fast travel to the next town where the next yeah, bit of story arcs are, and you can you know there's quite a big areas to explore, but it's not you don't you know with Fallout and Oblivion you walk everywhere, don't you? The world is so much of a thing that they want you to exist in in Oblivion and Fallout, whereas yeah. with Dragon Age and Mass Effect, I think it's so much more about the story than it is about the settings. Yeah, and it's very similar in structures to Mass Effect in so much as, you know, you go from one story mission to another and, you know, they're setting a, a different part of the land. But I really think it's very cleverly done and, you know, I like all the dialogue stuff. I think if people don't like dialogue-heavy stuff, they probably wouldn't like it that much because there's all yeah, the I mean, it's. Story. Yeah, it's not. I mean, the action's good, but it's the story is good too. And I think they've actually done a really good job in that game of balancing the need to tell the story in a coherent way and allowing people to explore and go off on side missions. Because you know, the 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 basic idea of the story is you have to get all these people to help you fight, and so in order to get them on board, you have to do things for them, which is kind of like how it is in Mass Effect Two as well. So I think they've done a good job of balancing that, you know, story. Yeah, that, I mean, I definitely recommend allowing the exploring. Yeah, definite recommendation, you know, and I, I, I'm quite impressed. I'm more impressed than I thought it would be, and for 15 quid, which is what I paid for it, I think that's a bit of a bargain, really. Do you that's think I'd like it? Though? I think you should try it, I mean, because you can pick it up pretty cheap. You can pick yeah, it, it can't up. can't hurt to try it, but... I mean, if it, you know, if you're ever going to like a role-playing game that... I mean, you know, this is one to try, I suppose, because you like Bioware, you like other like, things that they've I like done. Bioware, I like Mass Effect. It's structured in, a lot in the same way as Mass Effect, in the way the story yeah. and stuff structured. The combat I'll, might throw you a little. I'll, I'll, I'll get more into this than I would Oblivion, I think. But you yeah. could also level up. You know, you can auto level, so you can, you know, like in Mass Effect, you can get it to just level all your stats up. I don't know how effective that is. Um, it is, but I mean, it's, it's, just, the, it's the mechanic it's, of the combat, I think, that's tricky. Just the environment, like just the whole setting. You could you, know, you could play it on set- easy, you know, if you wanted to sort of just experience yeah. it and see how it goes. You know, when there's just a setting that you just don't like, you know. Give it a try and we'll have, Give like, yeah, try. I know what you mean. I've got to say that beginning battle is, is quite a spectacle. I thought yeah. that was really well done, you know, the sort of huge yeah. battle that sets up all the story. I was, like, really impressed with the way that panned out. So I really quite like it. But yes, on, on that note, I think we do need to move on because we've done a massive section this week. Um, so we have got Quamrian. He's here. so Well, not actually here, but his voice is here. He's been silent the whole time. He has. His voice is here. So, uh, yeah, let's do Quamrian and we'll chat a bit about that when we come back. This is Michael Quigley, also known as Quamrian on Xbox Live. This week, I'm going to be looking at Seven Strains, The Infectious, and Avatar Squadron. 
First game I'm going to be looking at is Seven Strains by Dustin Tigner. As you guys are probably aware by now, I'm a huge arena shooter fan. And with that said, I'm also highly critical of these games because I've played a ton of them. Going all the way back to Crimson Land and, you know, back to the historical ones like Asteroids. That said, when I first played this game, I had my criticisms. I, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was great. I had my issues with the controls, like many people did. And then the developer did something relatively unheard of. He actually released an update to address people's issues. Oh my god, yes. He actually released an update that added a ton of stuff to this game. Honestly, he could have released this as a new game uh, with how much he released in here and just considered the first game a bust. But he didn't. He released this as an update and he did a really good job. He addressed all the issues, which were there weren't no challenge, there were no challenges in the game, high score list, the controls were too tough for people. You had to press a button to aim. And so he incorporated this feedback into this update and released a massive update. So massive, in fact, that he had to discuss it with the forum to make sure that he wasn't breaking any trends with indie games. But that said, this is a very solid game. And what this game does is basically little mutations and stuff like that with Halo and whatnot. That's what this game does. It basically allows you to mutate the gameplay as much as you want in pretty much every single factor of gameplay you can think of from making the game easier to harder making the enemy faster slower how much ammunition you have uh, how big the level is what shape the level is how many obstacles are in the level and it really does make a difference at first it's it's not going to seem very relevant it's going to seem a bit transparent but uh after playing the game for a little bit you'll realize that this game has a big bang for the buck because you could just keep going back to this game and playing it differently whether it's by playing the different challenges by playing against other players which adds another dynamic or just by finding what about the game you would want to change and literally changing it so i really appreciate that the developer did this he took the time to do this and highly suggest people check this out even though it is untraditional because you're throwing rocks you're not shooting bullets uh, and it's a lot of ricochet, almost, I would say, cool physics than anything else. But once you get a grasp on that, it's actually a really cool game to play. And it really does emphasize the survival in arena shooters. And the next game I'm going to be looking at is Avatar Squadron. And again, I love shooters. And again, I am highly critical of these games. And again, this does a really good job of making solid gameplay for for this genre it's it's very comical um to the degree that it is almost monty python-esque in the way it expresses its humor but once you get a hold of the the quirky little gameplay mechanics that this game has it's actually quite fun and it actually gives you a quite a bit of motivation to keep going because each level is going to be different it's going to have its own theme and they're going to introduce new stuff the bosses are add their own little humor because they more or less break the fourth barrier and, and talk to you as the gamer. And it's, 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 it's pretty funny. And there's goofy weapons like a hammer that's a giant hammer that's attached to the front of your ship. And you just fly around smashing things. And you hear this heavy metal, uh, metallic clank as you're smacking these planes out of the sky, which is, by the way, very gratifying. You've got a gigantic bomb that you could drop that wipes out everything on the screen. And when I mean gigantic, I mean it's the size of your plane and it's actually tethered to your plane. And then you've got this gigantic magnet that you can pick up tanks in the game with. And then they become part of your arsenal. And these tanks will continue to shoot as they swing around. 
it's a very amusing little game and I can't express enough how much you should disregard the fact that the avatar is there because it is such a small factor. Yes, there is some things that your avatar will do and yes, it's nice to see your avatar in the game. And yes, this may appeal to younger kids because your avatar can do things like wave and whatnot if you press a particular button. But it really doesn't eliminate the fact that this is a solid shooter. Everything works. The gameplay is solid and it it really is not a short game. Uh, it took me a while just to get to the fourth level. So uh, I can absolutely say for 80 points, you're absolutely getting your money's worth out of this. All that said, it, it's, uh, it's still up to the buyer if they think it's too childish or if I know it's just too difficult for them. This, this may just be a pass, but both of these games on a whole, very solid. But I would say you have to kind of look beneath the cover of these games. If you take them at their cover's worth, you're really not going to see just how much value these games have. And unfortunately, they may not do the best job of convincing you to buy them. But I'm telling you right now, if you do put in the time to these games, I really think you'll get your dollars worth out of them. Okay. Um, let's okay. start off with Chini. Yeah, um, but with the uh, the games and the indie stuff, right? What's that one with the rocks? Uh, seven strains. That's crap. Sorry, sorry, not very good. Yeah, at all. I'm sorry. I agree. It's a very very basic game design, and like it's all about. Sorry, it's yeah. Look, it's not your turn yet. Shh. Yeah, I know that's why I stopped talking. Um, yeah, it's a basic game design, and the <laughs> art's not very. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Uh, that was weird. Uh, no, I, I just didn't like it at all. I just thought it was uh, bleh. Um, the other one, uh, Avatar something. Avatar called. Squadron. <laughs> right, Squadron. I actually quite like that one. Uh, I thought it was fun. I thought it was funny. And I thought the music was funny. I'm not. I'm pretty sure that he can't use that music without paying rights to it. Well, he's probably got permission. I would imagine maybe Monty what, Python. From Monty Python. Maybe they're quite easygoing. Who knows? You reckon he's right? Just figured nobody would. But there is a, there is a fair usage policy, isn't there? As long as it's not more than Seven... thirty seconds long. I thought it was seventeen seconds. Or something. No, thirty. Thirty seconds. It is. You get. Oh, is it? Maybe he did it like that. Yeah, so no, I could probably find out by doing research, but I'm not going to. Yeah, don't bother. Or by probably find out. He said he liked. He said he liked my equipment. Then <laughs> I could. Arama, I could. Choose not to. That is not my kid. Era, dada. Era. Where? Where? Yeah. So I, I actually quite like the the Avatar Squadron thing. I thought it was funny and you know it's silly and just kind of made me chuckle. A little bit, and yeah, I just you know, you know, like, like when he called the the helicopter pink, and he says I'm not pink, I'm something else, and that was funny, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was talking about the avatar, and he was saying, oh, he says, what's this thing on me? And he says, that's an avatar. And he says, do do they all look this weird? He says, no, just that yeah. one. Oh, that was funny. That's a funny yeah, chat. Somebody had done that before, though. I'd heard that before, I think. Yeah, it, ch- it charmed me, I think. It just charmed me. There's nothing special about the game. You just fly and shit stuff. Uh, I wouldn't... Quarantine says it's solid. I wouldn't say it's solid. I'd say it's pretty meh. But, you know, it, it just charmed me. It just made me laugh, so... I no, I think, I think it does cool, and it does sort of expand when you get into the second level and stuff like that, so it does change up a little bit. So that's I think they've done a pretty good job of that game, to be honest. 
So come on then, Drew. You wanted to get your oar in. Get your oar in. Come on. <laughs> uh, the yeah, Seven Strange. I thought was pretty, very very weak. It was a very simple game design, and uh, you know it's 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 your little dots moving around, firing dots at other dots, and uh, yeah, you can pr- almost certainly find that online free. And then uh, the flying around one avatar, meh. I, I thought it was very meh, and uh, I wasn't very charmed by it. I'm afraid because it's a fairly basic side-scrolling shooter and i mean it's cute and the graphics are okay but i didn't have any interest in playing it when the demo expired well there you go um seven strains i i think seven strange got to give a little bit of kudos to the developer um, because he's just one guy on his own, and he spent obviously. Are you going to make us feel sorry for him now? It's I am one going guy, to. And he lives in like a room in I a box, and he's got and his dying in. grandmother's medicine was going to get paid for by uh, the proceeds for this game. You know, it's a guy called Dustin Tigner. He spent obviously a lot of time making this game. Um, he has no hands. Put it out there. You know, he published it. He got some sort of critical feedback. He said the controls weren't great, and this and the other. Got a lot of feedback off the community, and and basically changed everything he said they wanted him to change. So all the stuff so about he just people bent over for the community and did whatever they said for yeah, him to so do. Yeah, he did a huge. Hey, make a game just like Quantum yeah. of Solace on the indie games. If that yeah. happened to every game, then Braid would never be made. Yeah. Yeah. Huge massive have a vision, changes. Dude. No, but a lot of it were mechanic, you know, for mechanics yeah. and sort of the no, way. There's nothing, it, the way it, nothing wrong with the way it controls. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just it just looks like a bunch of colours moving around on the screen, which it, which I suppose is every video game. But um, this looked like a kid drew it. Um, no, See, I, I just... didn't I didn't mind the art style really that much. I thought the art style were fine. You know, I've played Pixel Jump games, so they're all a bit sort of very... See, how can you be like, oh, oh there was a tiny bit of jagginess on this graphic here on this AAA title, but then here's this <laughs> game where there's dots shooting I dots and other dots, and you're like, oh, that was great! But it's all relative, isn't it? You know, if you're paying $60 in your country or £40 or whatever in this country for a game, you expect to get £40 worth of game, you know, and, and you expect the graphics and everything else to go along with that. If you're only playing 80 points, which is less than a pound, I'm happy to accept a sort of quirky art style. I have no issues. Graphics are 140th as good. Yeah. Mm, but whatever. I, yeah, I've, I've certainly no issues. I just like giving you a hard time. And I thought it fitted the game, to be honest. I thought it fitted the style of the game. I was a bit... It takes a lot of getting your head around, though, because there's loads of stuff. If you stay still, you can shoot further, which obviously you don't. It didn't do a very good job of telling you how to play a game. It's, it's certainly nope. one of the games that does not tell you how to play. You know, it took me a while to figure out that I had to go and pick the rocks up again. Like, why have I run out of ammo? <laughs> so you have to shoot your rocks and go. And there is a how to rocks. play. Lo- there is, but I didn't look at that until Nobody I Nobody does that. No. Who looks at that stuff? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, a little, just... a few on-screen pointers would have been nice, but I didn't think it was terrible. You know, I thought he, at least he was trying to do something different with a twin-stick shooter. You know, not just the the normal Geometry Wars clones, which is what we usually see. Uh, I don't know. I just, it, I just looked at it, and it, I mean, it looked boring. You know, it just like looked. If somebody walks in the room and I was playing that, I'd be like, you... I can't say as I bought it and I can't say as I'm going to buy it, but, you know, at least I admire him for trying something different, but maybe different's not always good. (laughs) Who knows? Not always. Maybe not. Especially when it's a a green rash. Well, well, different, but not good. (laughs) Well, what we're going to do now, seeing as we had such a huge... Uh, first part of the show, and it was rather large, he says. Huge! It was a like large. the kid's head in So I Married an Axe Murder. It was a large part. There is a ton of news this week, and a ton of stories I've come across which I thought was quite interesting. 
Oh, uh, yeah. So we'll do all those in the middle bit. So we'll have a bit of a short to middle bit of show. Oh, yeah. And then we've got, we'll have a topic after the, the second break. Oh, okay. Instead. Is that okay? <laughs> so, yeah, that's fine, that's fine, okay. that's you do what you want, it's your show, you know what I mean? Absolutely just, it is. Uh, no, I'll do what you want, We're just here for the ride, baby. Don't yeah, be... we, just, we just, like, strap ourselves in, just let, you know, we just go, you know what I mean? So I'll just, and we just do silly it. voices and wacky sound effects. <laughs> this is how I I'll say when I'm not... I on my bottom into some butterscotch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, first thing's... Just tonight, actually, while we've been recording, there's uh, a couple of uh, stories come out. Uh, yeah, Death Spank sequel out next month. So, sort of... Really? Yeah. That was fast. I know. Wasn't it just? It's called... What? Yeah. Death Spank sequel. Sequel? It's, yeah, already. It's called Death Spank Thongs of Virtue. Or, on CVG, it's called the death spank because he's obviously spelt it wrong and done a typo to try and get it out quick uh fongs of virtue so there you go <laughs> so there you go big typo on his article um but yeah apparently they were uh developing the two games side by side who'd have them so do you want to hear the story for this one story apparently it's going to be a lot longer than the first one and the first one wasn't small by any means um, but yes, according to the PR, Thongs of Virtue centers on Death Spank's journey through a massive war-torn land, explore the North Pole and the high seas to locate six mystical thongs to bring peace and harmony to the universe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> oh, a lot of people like Death well, Spank. Um, yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it? It's a bit of weird news. Yeah. So, yeah. I just, yeah, so soon. But I, that's got a, a bright record for the fastest sequel ever released. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, considering it's not episodic or anything like that, it's just sort of a new. Well, I think Guitar Bank. Hero holds the record at the moment, but I'm sure Death Bank will take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, apparently, despite the two month dev time, which is obviously not a two month dev time at all, is it? This has been obviously. You been going on for quite a while it's going to be devils bigger longer and harder than the first game we're talking action rpg fundamentals and adding loads of new characters creatures environments weapons uh, while continuing to push the envelope with our signature humor says vlad seraldi there you go there you go for you to say i know it's gonna be 1200 points again so yeah i think i'll be definitely giving that a look Uh, i like the first one okay Mafia 2. Okay. Here we go. Mafia 2. Uh, yeah. Offends Italian advocates. There you go. What do you think of this, then? Explain yeah. this, then, Stu. What happened here? So Why are the Italians offended? Okay. An, an Italian-American advocacy group has taken a stand against Mafia 2, asking Take-Two to halt the game's release, because that always happens, doesn't it? When yeah. Things happen. yeah. They'll stop their multi-million Death. game for a, for a small quango. Yeah. Andre Dimino from Unico National wrote a letter to take to Chairman, uh, calling the game an inappropriate and insulting perpetration of pervasive and denigrating stereotype of organized crime being the exclusive domain of Italians and Italian Americans. So I hope the person, I hope this person who said that didn't have a lot of spit in his mouth because the person <laughs> in front of him would be covered, like in that episode of Friends, where they spit each other on each other for acting purposes. I've got to say, that is... Perpetuation one... of pervasive and pervasive... That is good, that, good shot, yeah, good shot. <laughs> that is one wordy complaint, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, here's what I'll say about this. Like, look, okay, my wife's Italian-American, and, I mean, oh, you know... Look, oh, I, I God, here we go. go. Oh, God, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, but look, here's the thing. Back. 
Well, but so when you played San Andreas and there was that episode, there was that one scene where the dudes in the back seat like, I spilled my fried chicken all over the seat. I don't know what's I'm. I mean, that's racist. Let's be honest. You know, like. <laughs> Tom Bissell pointed out most video games show people from various ethnic groups in a very uh, mostly stereotypical light. Now, I obviously haven't played this game, so I don't know. But when the person takes two. It's Street Fighter 4, right, which is made by Japan. They, the only American person in there is fat and holding popcorn. I think they hold <laughs> the Americans very well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, so there you is, know, the guy... isn't the only American in there, but carry on, go. You know, okay, so yeah, like, so the question is, okay, well, every time Italian-Americans are shown on TV screens and in movies and video games, they're always part of the mafia, they're always breaking people's kneecaps, they're always like, you know, oh, I'm making off, he can't refuse. And, you know, I can see them seeing this as one more link in that chain in the same way that Arabs are always shown as being crazed terrorists who are just lunatics blowing themselves up and, you know, never ever, you know, like intelligent people with families or anything like that. Um, now, okay, I, my question is, well, how does the game actually approach the question of these people in the mafia, you know, and is it important stories to tell? And, and I think that the guy recognized this Domino dude from the Italian American group said, it says in the article talking to MTV multiplayer, he clarified that he's concerned with the Italian stereotypes, but he's worried about other ethnic groups pigeonholed also, because I think he probably realized that a lot of video games put a lot of different people from different ethnic backgrounds into mafia style games. So we had, you know, Nico's involved in organized crime in New York. And then you have, yeah, Yakuza showing organized crime in Japan, and Mercenaries has the Russian mafia, and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's not. But he also no, no. He, he actually also said, uh, "Why would Take Two foist a game on the target audience of young people, wherein then, uh, wherein they will indoctrinate a new generation into directly associating Italians and Italian Americans with violent, murderous, organized crime to the exclusion of all other mafias run by other ethnic and racial groups?" So he was moaning right. a bit because he didn't have any other mafia groups in the game mafia to. But then later in the next paragraph of the article, it says he later clarified that point, yeah, then he saying was... that, okay, <laughs> I don't like other groups being denigrated, too. So, I mean, what he's saying, basically, is that by, by associating these racial groups with organized crime and only ever in a game doing those things, we are perpetuating a stereotype. Now, sometimes I think there's a, a case to be made for that if you're trying to show real humans in these situations where, let's be honest, a number of Italian-Americans, especially at that time and place, were involved in organized crime. Okay, yeah. fine. Just like if you're going to have a game that's set in the ghetto, you're not going to have you know a whole lot of professors and lawyers and stuff, if it's a shoot-em-up game especially. However, I think if we look at the bigger picture, we should recognize that, you know, especially for kids, the way they see the world is heavily influenced by these games and that's not to say that you shouldn't do this but you should just be aware of the fact that you are showing them an image of the world that is one small part of what the real world actually is which i would agree with but what rating is this game gonna be yeah i know it's what rated no what rating is this game gonna be what rating rating. Ah, or 18 in this country so these kids who are supposedly going to be playing this game which i know they will Shouldn't be playing right. the game. I don't, I don't think kids. Will, I don't think kids will be that interested in this game. No, 
These sort of will probably. Well, fine. Okay, fine. But not even just kids, but uh, other people too. Like they're getting a, again. They're you know it's a story that's being told, and it has to be looked at in the context of all the other stories being told. And what is it saying about this group of people? Now, here's what I will say: The Take Two chairman Strauss Zelnick said, "Mafia Two tells a compelling story about organized crime in America, and we re- balance the right to free expression with what we believe is a thoughtful and responsible approach." I'll be very interested to, interested to see how thoughtful and responsible that approach is because i'll tell you this before we sat down to watch like donnie brasco or is that the one with uh, uh al pacino and and um it is johnny depp or, it is yeah the undercover agent dude yeah that's yeah. an awesome movie you know before we sat down to see godfather my wife was a little nervous she's like you know oh a movie about italian americans and the mafia but but those movies tell really important stories and they have a really good perspective and they're, they're trying to shed on the human beings involved in those situations my concern is that this game is going to be in the same way that san andreas was hey this is a cool place to set this big shoot 'em up blood spree and you know there isn't any interesting exploration of the people. I mean, I, mean I, I do sort of agree with what you're saying, but then ultimately, unfortunately, Italian Americans are associated with organized crime and the mafia, and that's a, a fact of life. That isn't made up, but that is true. No, it's true. I agree. And I'm, yeah. I, you know, even though sort of probably in the 50s and 60s it was probably more prevalent. I'm I'm assuming it's still around now. I don't think the mafia has just disappeared. I mean, God, oh yeah, you can the whole of Las Vegas, at, at, you know, at most points in time. You know, whether they probably still have a lot of things in that pie, you know, and to, you know, pretend it's not happening anymore just because a game's highlighting something that you're not really happy about or something, you know, in your past that you're not really too keen on. Well, I'm I'm sorry, you know, you know, television shows are still being made about the mafia, you know, the Italian-Americans without any issues and... You know, why should a game... Well, not without any issues. I'm sure this group complains about the Sopranos as well. Yeah, exactly. But that's, you know... You know, it's just because it's a game, it almost gets treated differently. I, I thought The Sopranos was good. Yeah, it is. I think The Sopranos is good, but there are there are Italian-Americans who see it as, yet again, uh, an, an image of Italian-Americans who are involved in organized crime. And and I don't think there's so much saying these shouldn't be made. I mean, maybe this guy is. It sounds like he's saying... He doesn't want to release him. He shouldn't be released. Right, I know. Okay, so maybe that... Yeah, so there are people who are saying these games shouldn't be made. But from my perspective, it's not a question about whether they should be made or not, but a question about where are the other stories about Italian-Americans? Because, I mean, when we think about white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, there are hundreds of stories, thousands, millions of stories about all walks of life involving those people. But when it comes to certain racial groups, Italian-Americans, black folks, Arabs, etc., usually there's only three or four stories that ever get told about them. And it's a shame to see, you know, so few stories like, there's a really good movie called Mac, which was written and directed by John Turturro, which is about this Italian-American family that's building houses, you know, and it's just about these working people, you know. And so I think that's really one of the big concerns here is that this story... What about Rocky? There you go. (laughs) Yeah, Rocky's a good example. Yeah, yeah, sure. Is he? But again, that's one of the three or four stories. And again, it's true about black people as well. Like, by and large, the stories about these people are them perpetuating violence or being yeah. battered within an inch of their life. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that because, yes, they're, they're, those are stories that are that ring true. And Rocky is a great story and it's a beautiful movie. And I'm not going to say anything bad about Rocky. Um, but, but I would like to see more diverse kinds of stories being told. And I would say that, you know, I, I, again, I, I, I don't know the individual game designers have this golden responsibility to never do anything that it falls into stereotypes or generalizations. Um, but just to be aware of the fact that we tend to use 
certain standard uh, storylines over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and I think it's also interesting what you say, but you know, at the end of the day, we wouldn't really want to play a game where you're just building houses, probably. You know. Well, Kingdom for Catholics, man, it's an awesome <laughs> game. <laughs> Unless it's Kingdom for Catholics, <laughs> and I don't think they're Italian Americans, to be honest. But you never know. You never know. Okay. Kingdom for Wops. No, <laughs> no, no. Well, also, can I say one last thing about this? And, uh, no, well, it's just me talking now. Done yeah. right, but I, I think I think the gaming industry does deserve a good story told. You know, in 1950s New York about you know uh, the mafia because we got good movies about it and good books about it. Yeah, that's true. So that's we deserve true. we deserve a good game about it. Imagine the the kid you know that that shouldn't be playing this game but does play this game, and we don't know about the story yet. There are there is a review, yeah. a couple of reviews up about it, but so we don't know if the story is done well yet. So I'm this is I'm just speculating that the story's good. Yeah. So let's assume that the story's good, and a mm. kid doesn't want to watch Godfather because it is a long, slow film. Godfather, great film, yeah. but it's very slow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, doesn't want to read. The only way he's going to find out about, you know, this world is through games. And I think, you know, we, we need a decent story about the mafia. And I think Mafia One is yeah. is a little bit too old now to to kind of go back to. And I, I remember it being good, but I didn't look at it, you know, critically as a story. I just remember it being fun. So. You know, we—it's not like it's been done yet, or it's oversaturated or anything. We, we we still could do with one. There's still room for one. Godfather one wasn't that great, um, and no, I from agree. what I hear, Godfather two doesn't do it justice either. So, you know, uh, we haven't done it yet. You know, we haven't got a Goodfellas mm-hmm. of a game. We haven't got a, a Godfather worthy game. We've got Godfather game literally, but we haven't got. You know the same yeah. plot on the same part. No, I agree so. with that. If if it's a good story and it has important things to say, then I definitely will agree with you 100. percent Okay. No. Right. Uh, right, next one, we, we've got another very topical sort of yeah, opinions and views on this. Um, yeah, back in, I think it was either June or July, uh, Peter Molyneux did a behind-closed-door demonstration of Milo mm. uh, for an audience. Uh, well, it's finally been released. <sighs> finally released, it's up on YouTube, so I thought we'd have a look at this and see what we thought about it. So what do you think, the virtual Could, could, could we possibly boy. get him in for, to talk about I, it? Maybe we could. Maybe we could. I wonder if he's around. Just a minute. I'll I'll just get my secret number out to uh, try and contact him. Just a minute. Uh, While he's doing that, here's a song. Oh, I am a man of constant sorrow. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, he's with, I think he's with us. Hello? Hello, are you there? Hello? <laughs> oh, dude, wrong oh, number. Is he? Hello, hello, hello. Who's this? Is that Peter Molyneux's mum? Yeah. Ah. Mrs. Molyneux, hi. Molyneux. Where are these voices coming from? <laughs> We're inside your computer. Ah, oh, how did you get in there? <laughs> We're very, very <laughs> small. Hello, I'm, I'm going to speak slowly and loudly. Oh, okay. I'm not oh, okay. deaf. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, your son, he's been working on a game. He works hard. He does work hard. Bless him. Yeah. You know. I don't know what he does, but he, he works hard. So and he talks a lot, doesn't he? He does. Doesn't he talk a lot? Oh, he does. <laughs> such so, an off lad. So, Duke, uh, you, you've you had a look at this Milo video. Who's Duke? It, Duke. Oh, he's, he's I'm on the Duke. show. He's Duke. Oh. Oh, Duke. 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 Whatever I you want to... I we had royalty on, sorry. You do. You do. Indeed, you do. Um. So, Duke, you've been having a look at this. You've been having a look at this. Where uh, am I? 
Have you got any questions for Miss Mrs. Molyneux? Grandma? Yes, Mrs. Molyneux. What is your father? What is your son's problem? He seems like he's an idiot. Because he keeps talking about how, oh, we're going to, uh, you're, you're sculpting a human being by talking to this virtual kid, Milo. And uh, when, when you're controlling a video game, why not use your body? Because that's stupid is why. What, what is he thinking? <laughs> so, Mrs. Molyneux. I seem to have cracked you up, Mrs. Molyneux. <laughs> so, Mrs. Molyneux, what do you say to that? <laughs> when Pete... Was a young boy. He didn't have a lot of friends. Did he step on snails? He stepped on a lot of snails. In fact, he had snails for friends. And the, <laughs> the sad thing is, he would arrange them. And he picked snails because they were slow and they couldn't get away. Right, but he arranged them as a dinner party. And when he turned his back, they all killed themselves. <laughs> oh, that's so oh, sad. Okay. He oh, sounds snails. like a loser. Ever since, ever since Populous and Syndicate, whatever they are, he's always <laughs> wanted to make a game about killing snails oh. and breaking Black the boy's heart. Yeah, <laughs> is it happening? <laughs> this is this is the most ridiculous thing of all. I actually went to the trouble of recording. I'm going to play you something that your own son said, Mrs. Mullen. You listen to this. Oh, you've got gravy all over the floor. I didn't mean to. Carpet brand new. So you just built. A plate of sausages on the floor and the brand new carpet. We've all done it as parents, we've all done it as children. Okay, so is he saying that every single child has spilled a plate of sausages (laughs) on a nice, clean, new carpet? Because I never did that when I was a child. I remember that day when he did that. That was... uh... (laughs) That was an eventful day. We still talk about it, actually. Every new year. I guess that was we, a, it left a big up. impression in his mind. Uh, we I bring mean, it up every year. Remember the time when you dropped the sausages? Oh. And did you yell at him and make him go to his room to be alone yeah, with his yeah. voices he heard in his mind? Yeah. He did talk a lot to himself. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't talking to himself. He was talking to his ghost friend. Yeah. He's, never had, he's never had hair, by the way. Has he now? Very bold kid. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Um, yeah. Do you know what what struck me with that end what? sequence? Who are you? I'm I'm the daddy. Hello. Okay. Um, what... <laughs> oh, you finally found Peter's daddy. I can't do this anymore. Um, yeah. What <laughs> what struck me with that end sequence was, yeah. I mean, when I shout at Millie, right, or send her to a ruby, it's because she doesn't do what she's told to do or asked to do. Okay. And these oh, so parents, play the sausages. We've all done it as children. These parents are sending him to his room because he's accidentally spilt his sausages on the floor. And I was like, and they're what? yelling at him like some shrill harpy. You spilled the sausages! Like, it's like Monty Python doing the women. Ah, God love us, that's shrill. Um, but what was interesting with that part, right? And then he goes on to say something like, and and lots of darker things will happen to Milo throughout the game. <laughs> so you're going from, right, okay. So you're going from scoring points for pointing out snails, which is in a nice little, you know, childlike 10 points bubble. And then what's he going to be? Become a crack addict or something later in the game? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what is What's he, is he gonna get? Is he gonna get approached by strangers and abducted? Well, you know, what happens to happen? I'll give you a spoiler of the game because more. How do you know what spoilers are? Do you play video games, Mrs. Molyneux? Yes, I play a lot of video <laughs> games. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you a spoiler. Um, Milo actually grows up to be Darth Vader. 
in the in the game at the end. No. Big spoiler there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but what? Oh, God. Well, um, who'd have thought Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father? Do you know what it felt like? You know, and he, and he actually said he was a trick, didn't he? He said, he, I'm, we're pulling off a, an illusion, basically. He's not <laughs> a magician. He, pretending he's like this magician. is a fun game. Do you know, he, lo- he likes to watch Darren Brown. He's a lovely young lad, isn't he? <laughs> Do you know what's clever? Do you know what's clever about that game, or not so clever at the same time? Very little. Is it, I don't think actually recognises anything you say to it, right? When he's going on about it, twittering about it, it's all in the cloud and it'll learn more phrases and all that. It's probably a load of bollocks, right? Bollocks. It knows you've said something, right? And, and you're sort of prompted as to what sort of thing you've got to say to him, right? Yeah. And he just recognises that as some sort of noise has been made. And then it's a bit like, you know, a fortune teller when he makes sort of general comments. That almost <laughs> you always have a surprise in. next yeah. week. Almost always. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what it does. It sort of gives you a general comment, which could probably be the answer to numerous questions you could have put at it. And I think See, but here's the thing I wonder about, because... His brain is in the cloud, so everything he does, he learns from. So does that mean that if everybody tells him snails are a delicious source of protein, then he'll go around eating snails all the time? Like every time he sees a snail, om, nom, nom, om, nom, 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 nom. That's what Pete did when the snails abandoned him. He started eating snails. Can I go now? I've got cleaning you up can, again. You can go now because we've got to move. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Molyneux. We appreciate I'm you. Thank I'm you. Gonna play Warfare. I'm going to play Modern Warfare. Oh, I'm going to pwn you on that, baby. There you yeah, go. Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh she was really rude. <laughs> she was really. Now I see where he gets it from. God, us. Hello. It was really rude. Oh, dude, oh. you missed it, dude. We talked to Peter Molyneux's mother. His oh. mother. Oh, I bet that yeah, thing is. She's awful. crazy. Yeah. Crazy bitch. Oh, I tell you, she was. And get this, she likes playing she Modern crazy. Warfare too. I've got another reason for you to play that sound effect. Um, okay. After we talk, after we talk about whatever we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Next <laughs> up, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood will take about fifteen hours to complete. Apparently, the single player. Campaign. <laughs> that's pretty big, isn't it? Well, that's what she said. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do that, but I did it. Sorry. Um, yeah, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. It's going to have a, like a proper single player and stuff. Yeah. Massive. Big one. But there's a lot of people at Ubisoft. Ubisoft's a pretty big developer. Um, so I'm hoping that they'll they'll get it and they won't screw it up. And, I think um, what's interesting about this is, you know, I, you know, we saw this as like a, maybe a small like, expansion, didn't we, when it was first announced yes. uh, to Assassin's Creed 2. But it, it obviously seems the more and more we find out about it, it's going to be quite a big game in its own right you know it's not going to be we saw the uh we saw the intro to the single player at e3 yeah they're they're not messing about you know there's a full story there you know Ezio's back and he's like the leader of you know you you don't have to level him up or train him again because you already trained him in two and you know he's trying to shag some woman in the in the in the start of the, the video and then and it's all set attacked. in Rome this time around. It's all in yeah, Rome. Yeah, but like the the house that gets attacked when he's trying to get his end away is the 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 house that you built up in Assassin's Creed yeah, Two. That's right. So I thought mm. it was cool. You know, it's just that the, they're not messing around. I just thought it was going to be a little expansion or something, but no, it's going to be a full game. Which I'm a bit worried because you know the last time we got a sequel straight after in a year it was Left 4 Dead Two and everybody went meh meh meh. And so I don't know. So we'll see. 
Awesome. And I've got to say, the uh, the multiplayer sounds a really cool take on multiplayer. I like the idea of it. But I guess yeah. we'll have to wait and see. You know, yeah. this idea that you're hunting a mark you've been given, but you're also a mark yeah. for somebody else to hunt. I, don't know how long, I looked at it, though. I mean, yeah, it definitely looks interesting, you know. But I don't know how long... I think it'll be a bit sustain itself. Yeah, I think yeah. it might be a bit more of a novelty than sort of. They've got to, they've got to have more than that. You know, that that's fun. But after about ten times, am I going to do it again? You know, like what's? Yeah. What they've got to have something else. They've got to have something else there. Will we be able to prestige? I mean, that's yes. the real question. That's all it is. Shut my boy, Talking of Left 4 Dead. Talking of Left 4 Dead. New oh, expansion oh. coming. Oh, thank God. Yeah. This one, this one's called The Sacrifice. <gasps> It'll... He's got a he's got a heartbreaking decision to make between whether his best friend lives or dies. Similar. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty... His best friend's a talking pie. <laughs> um, but apparently it's called The Sacrifice, and it's going to be compatible with both the original Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, so you can download it and play on either of those. Madness. Mm. And it basically uh, shows the other half of, uh, what was the other one called that I bought? The Passing. The Passing, yeah. So it basically shows you the how they got to the to meet up with you in The Passing. Yes. Mm. So in The uh, Passing, right, what, there's, a, there's, a, there's one character that dies yeah, in The Passing. There is. From the original Left 4 Dead. There is. But in this, it says in the description that in The, the Sacrifice, you will get to choose... Who will live and who will die? Yep. So Minimum. what is that about? So basically, obviously, a character dies in the passing. So why? why but you get to choose. Should be yeah, but it should be the one in the passing that dies. Well, right? I guess it should be, but I guess they're going to give you the option to choose whoever you want to go to the death. Everybody liked that character. I didn't like that character who died. So I don't care. Yeah. I don't think it really matters if we spoil it, does it? I don't know. I guess he. Oh, well, I want to know. Oh, tell me. No, it was Bill. you don't want to know. Oh, you did he? You did he? It was Bill. Yeah, we're Bill. Oh, the old dude. He was cool. Yeah. I like Bill. I would pick yeah. the biker guy to die because he's the least interesting. Yeah, no, it was it was Bill. But you get to choose apparently in this who will die. Will... Because it's not a spoiler anymore if you get to choose. Yeah, no, I guess it isn't. There you, you go. You get to change the past. Well, it's it's a spoiler in one fourth of the games. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, I think the problem see. is the problem is you don't really care about the characters in that game very much because you don't you're not really invested in them. Yeah, that's true. So it, it almost it's doesn't. Just the person that's coolest gets yeah. to live. Yeah, it just doesn't really matter that much. Oh no! What is this? The sacrifice will be released as free DLC for the PC and Mac, while it will be a paid download for the Xbox 360. <laughs> it's always because Microsoft don't let you have anything for free. Weak. Yeah, that's Microsoft for you. Ugh. Okay, um, yeah, from Dust gameplay show. Project Dust, we remember this from E3? Looked pretty cool. Yes. yes. No? Well, yeah. I remember it from no. the video I watched this week. Yeah, I remember the Dust thing at E3, and it, it wasn't really finished, and... It still sort yeah. of isn't. It still sort yeah. of isn't. Yeah. Still very much isn't. Even, I don't really know what it is, to be honest. Well, it's from Eric Chahi. Right, Chahi, you did... Oh yeah, now now it's all clear. Yeah. I know. Who did <laughs> who did another world, which is one of my favorite games of all time? John Mao, get sorted out with your. Uh... Yeah, really. What's up with uh, hating on another world? I man? know, I know. Oh. John Mao, what does what does he hate another world? He, he didn't hate it. He just he thought that the it. opening was stupid. He thought it was stupid. 
You thought the, the, the intro was stupid. St- well, if you I'm had gone look- to the forums like you should be going, Chinny. That was I have been going to the forums a lot, actually. Well, apparently you haven't been looking at the good ones. Uh, look at every forum thread. Stu, look at every forum. Stu started a really cool thread about what are your favorite video game openings. Of course, I said Mr. Nyko. Duh. Oh. But he put up Another World, which is a really good one as well. That's a great opening. I, it's so iconic. And, you know, every time I look at it, I remember because when it first started up back in the day, I was like, is this a preview for something? This looks really low risk. But it yeah. was a really cool opening. And it's, you know, by today's standards, obviously, those graphics are dated and weak looking. But. You know, I guess we have that emotional connection to something. We can't look at it objectively, but he also has a jerk connection. He can't look at something. <laughs> I don't know if it's a jerk connection, but I think it's a lack of understanding that when we saw that game on the Commodore Amiga, there was nothing like it out there, you know, and it was... Can you go to a Catholic church and be like, Stations of the Cross, that's so stupid. Jesus was an idiot. <laughs> oh my God, how dare you? Yeah. So, it was, I mean, it, yeah, it's a shame he felt that way, but hey, he needs education. But, uh, anyway, so the guy who anyway, made that is making this. Yeah, he's making uh, this basically, and it it does look pretty cool. I mean, I've never been a big populist guy, you know, or black. So white. for those who don't know, this is it's basically like it looks like a cross between Sim Life or yeah. Sim Earth from way back in the day and uh, black and white because you're sort of control or you're you're sort of a divine presence that can affect uh, these yeah. native so tribes. He's moving like he's moving like the earth at the moment. I'm watching the video and he's like moving. He's very cool. Earth. He's making rivers. He's making lava flows. Yeah. It looks great, and I mean the graphics are amazing. Nice. It looks like it has a lot of potential, but then again, you know, like I said about SimCity a little while ago, it's a lot of fun to do it for a while, but then you reach a point where it's like, okay, this is made now, and now what am I supposed to do with it? So I'm just curious to know where it's going to go from after the point where you set everything up, then what? You know what I mean? Is there a next stage where you have to accomplish something or is there a challenge or is it just sort of like let it go and see how everything evolves and develops? Yeah, I think there is a, I think from what I remember back at um, E3, there was a little bit of that sort of stuff going on um, where you sort of, you, you actually affect the lives of these characters and you've got to get from what i remember rather than the point of the game being that you have to make it hard you know whereas in like sim city and stuff you send tornadoes and stuff and see what'll happen i think in this is to get them to safety so you have to sort of get get the little dudes and a lemon style yes i I, yes i think it's probably going to be a bit more like that you know sort of you know stopping stuff from killing them so you'd stop the flow of the lava getting to them you know, before he sort of wipes well, not nearly as much fun as wiping everybody out with the smiting <laughs> of your divine hand. Maybe. You displeased me, Sodom and Gomorrah. You are now salt. Yeah, I mean, maybe you can do that as well. Who, who <laughs> yes. knows? You know, I mean, we don't know very much about it. It reminded me a lot of the uh, map creator of uh, Far Cry. Far Cry Two. Yeah, yes. That's what just, I thought about when I saw. Just look- but everything's happening in real time. So as he's like affecting it, like the river changes as he's moving stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Very cool. It does look cool. It does look. But at the moment, yeah, it looks. It's a tech demo, right? You know, that's it. And uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be uh, downloadable as well. It's not gonna be obviously a, a retail title. Good. Well, I'm interested. I'm interested. It's, yeah, uh... Keep your eye on it. Oh, it's called From Dust. No, <laughs> yeah, it was Project Dust originally. Now it's From Dust. From Dust till dawn. That's the sequel. Till dawn. <laughs> yes. It's gonna be have zombies uh, in it. Yeah. <laughs> Vampires and all sorts. Uh yeah. So what else, Stuart? 
I'm just having a quick read of what they said originally. Yeah. So apparently, yeah, sorry. He's like, he's closing comments. This is what he said about it. He said... It's uh, got to be fucking great. He said, in this kind of God game, users will play with powers to manipulate the world around them. Ground, water, lava, fire, plants and trees. Uh, model world like a child playing sandcastles on a beach. Uh, we've sort <sighs> powers... Players will be able to help the people resist, expand, and migrate so that they can accomplish their quest to find a safe place. So that's what you've got to do. Good luck, man. There is no actual safe place. If you're not being threatened by the <laughs> physical world, then the emotional crushingness of fin de siècle ennui will consume your soul. And then what? There you go. What's Who'd God going to do about that? Who'd have known? <laughs> and then the, the the final, and this is a quick thing before we go to uh, to our second break. Uh, Limbo sells over 300,000 copies. Mm. I've got to say. Should that, sell more. Half a million, please. I, I've got to say, I think that's a fantastic number for such a quirky game. I Can we say that. what that is relative to other arcade games? I think Castle Crashers sold a million. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we can find data on best-selling arcade games. Worms, um, sold a lot. Uh, Uno. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, but I think I think Castle Crashers. I remember it, it hitting a million, and, and then everybody was like, "Arcade games can sell a million. So good for them. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's interesting in light of um, the Bioshock Infinite news this week that the you know there's pretty much not hopefully says not going to be a multiplayer component to that game um mm. it just goes to show you if a game is decent and it's really well made and people are engaged by it they'll buy it i suppose you know there's there's no other way of getting it on arcade you either buy it you can't rent it or anything of that nature i don't suppose but yeah. you know three hundred thousand people bought that game because it was a cool experience and that's what i really like yeah. it's it's the people playing the demo and going this is something that I want to find out what happens. This is again, and you know, I think publishers get scared when something's weird or quirky or you know seems a little bit elusive or something. And yeah, as you say, this is proof that not all people, are, you know, want to shoot people in the head. You know, people like strange, mysterious stuff. Somebody, somebody on that Kotaku article about Braid or Limbo selling a ton of copies uh, left a comment saying, "Please make a PC version. I'll leave my wallet at your door. Take how much you like." Yeah. You see, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, I think when... It's word of mouth, though, isn't it? I think a lot of that game was word of mouth. Everyone saying how cool it was, and then everybody wanted to play because it was so cool. Well, and it also started somewhere of arcade, which I think is a big deal. I mean, when yeah. it, when the game starts or ends somewhere of arcade, it seems like they put the most interesting titles at the bookends, whereas if it's in the middle, it's sort of like, oh, okay, here's another game of somewhere of arcade, whatever. But I think it has a special uh, place if it's at the beginning or end. On yeah. MajorNelson.com, uh, he lists like the the top twenty live games of two thousand and nine, and these are the mm-hmm. most most played, right? So they're not the best selling, but the most played mm-hmm. um, in two thousand and nine. And the list for arcade games is Battlefield nineteen forty three, Castle Crashers, Trolls HD, um, Hasbro Family Game Night, uh, Shadow Complex. You know, so I'm I'm guessing all these games sold. You know, because Castle Crashers we now sold a million, so yeah. we can we can guess that 1943 sold a million, and Trials probably did as well, uh, or maybe around there. So you know, this mm. you know, I'm, this is speculation, of course, but you, you must assume that that they're 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 well worth the money because 
EA mm-hmm. are putting money into it, you know, and Epic are putting money into it, so yeah, must be worth it. Good, good go. for Limbo. We like good it. for Limbo. Yes, Very good. yes. And good for Laura Croft. Hopefully, Laura Croft will solve it as well. There you go. There you go. Okay, um, yeah, so we're going to have a quick break, come back. We've got a couple of emails, and we've also uh, got to have a little topic just to finish off the show this week. Now, this music, is it? Is this also kowtowing to the demands of a crazy population? It is, it is. Now, oh, thank goodness. Uh, yeah, Ultraman Odin, you see, we do look at the shout box on the site. Ultraman Odin, put in the shout oh, box. You're using the royal we there, I don't look yeah. at it. Yeah, you don't look at it, I did though. <laughs> But he actually addressed you, but I sorted it out for him because that's the kind of guy I am. What did he say? You're a good dancer, Duke. I really like you. He did not, no. He said, hey, Duke, got any gaming-related metal for the show? So, obviously, you know, we like dance music and you like rap and, you know, we tend to do that. Well, I was talking about ministry. I could play some ministry if you want. Okay, that's enough. Yay. Now, now you see that, but that's not gaming related, is it? Thieves and liars! Of course it's available for Rock Band, what do you mean? Yeah, no. Anyway. Anyway, you found some real gaming well, related heavy no, metal. Well, music. I knew about this, so I, you know, if you're going to have sort of metal that's gaming related, there's only one go-to game, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, what's that? And that's, that's the Doom franchise. Now... I picked the theme from Doom 3 because I felt this one was probably a bit more modern and a, a bit more appropriate. So yeah, we've got the theme from Doom 3. There you go.
There you go. So do you think that was metal enough for him? I don't know. Yeah, he's still banging his head right now, man. Yeah. There you go, you see? Make a request and, well, sometimes we do listen to those. Not all Don't like. encourage them, man. I do, just, <laughs> every <laughs> once in a while. One yeah. out of a hundred. Yeah, every once in a while. So there you go, Ultraman. That's specially for you. Yay. Okay. Uh, yeah, final bit of the show tonight. Um, and we're going to make this not quite so long, hopefully. But who knows? It could be long. Because you know what we're like when we get going on the top. We've been talking for 20 hours already. We've got to wrap already. this up. Already. Um, yeah, what I'd, what I'd like to move on to now, I have got a topic for us for this week, uh, which is, you know, can developers keep sustaining exclusive titles? You know, will they survive? Are we going to keep getting them? Are they going to sort of end up that we don't get I mean, it made me think about it because of the announcement, you know, for Mass Effect 2 coming to the PS3 uh, in January next year. So, you know, it wasn't totally exclusive, obviously. And I don't mind that. I think, you know... Why should you have to buy one or the other to experience these really great games? So what do you, what do you think, Duke? Well, I think that from a consumer standpoint, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, obviously, as consumers, we should want all games available for all platforms. Duh. I want to be able to play all the coolest stuff that's available for this or that on whatever platform I have. From the game developer standpoint, it seems like exclusivities, unless they're getting a lot of money, it seems like they're not a good deal because obviously if it's available for two platforms, you have a bigger market open to you. The only people that this works for, the systems, which they can't be making as much money as they would have to pay the game developers to make it exclusive. So I really don't think that from an economic standpoint, this is something that makes sense over the long term. Now, at the same time, that means, well, why would someone choose an Xbox instead of a PS3 or a PS3 instead of an Xbox? And I think when it comes to the Wii, that's such a different platform that that doesn't really enter into the equation. It makes sense for Nintendo to have exclusive games because it's, a, it's such a different system. Now, maybe with Move and Connect, it won't be as different anymore. But I still think that Nintendo's always done its own thing, and it's always been happy and successful doing its own thing. So that's what that's going to be. But I think Microsoft and Sony have had to look at the question of what makes our console better than the other person's. And I think Microsoft's done a better job with that, with the cross-game chat and a number of other things. Um, but I don't think, yeah, I actually don't think exclusives make sense at this point. How how important do you think they are to Microsoft and Sony? I mean, do you think they're still relevant? Do you think it's still really important that they get these? I think that there's something that they really thought was important once upon a time. Like when the Xbox 360 first came out and the PS3, I think, too, there were those stickers, you know, and they still obviously do it, only on the Xbox or only you know, on the you know, exclusive PS3. But I think people are realizing that those aren't enough. And, again, I've, I've, I guess, you know, you've told me about people who went out and bought systems just for a certain game, but I think that's got to be a very small part of the overall market share and that most people are going to look at the system in terms of, like, who, what, what system do my friends have so that I can play multiplayer games with them, which system seems most reliable, which system is cheapest, which system has the best bundle, et cetera, et cetera, and that's what will cause people to buy one system or another. Yeah, I've got to agree. I think it does boost sales. We know it does because obviously you get a blip in the MPDs when there's a, a big exclusive uh, release, but it isn't that much. It's not enough to warrant, you know, spending. However, and they, they must pay those developers a lot of money, you know, not to make to. it. Yeah, not to make it dual platform. So I just, I mean, I mean, a good example. I mean, 
Chinny, what do you think of the GTA 4 stuff? You know, when that was, you know, how much Microsoft paid to have that exclusive, you know, yeah. was it worth it? Um, I think we we won't see anything like that again from Rockstar ever. You know, DLC back then when that deal was made was such uh, a new thing. People didn't really know what to do with it, right? We get into a comfort zone now, and I think Rockstar have found a comfort zone with what they did with The Lost and Damned and The Ballad of Gay Tony. By the way, Tom Bissell is crazy for not enjoying those expansion packs, but I still love him. Um, yeah. what, what they did with that was a little bit too much. You know, there was too much, um, uh, and, it, it, and it took too long. Uh, with uh, Red Dead Redemption, they learned their lesson and they and they, they toned it down a bit. But they're still bringing out quite a lot of DLC, and I think that's the model that works for most games. Um, but you know, the, I, for, for Microsoft, I don't think it was worth it. I don't think it, it, it didn't sell a lot. And again, it was because it was all new, and uh, Microsoft and Rockstar hadn't really done anything like that before. And they, I think, Microsoft, uh, they they seem more desperate for exclusives. Even now, when you look at exclusive games. Even though um, economically it doesn't make a lot of sense anymore, uh, Microsoft seemed desperate to to kind of get anything exclusive, um, whereas PlayStation uh, have a lot of loyalty with their developers um, that are that that were exclusive in the PlayStation Two days and are still exclusive now. Um, but I think I think. You know, it, it's a learning process, and I, I think most developers and publishers have have found that 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 the right spot for where DLC and exclusive should be. And um, it, it, you know, a lot of the first-party Sony games are, are, are well done, and I'm sure it, they probably don't make the money back. And I'm, what was that one developer, Ratchet and Clank developer, that that has announced that they're making a you know a multi-platform game? And they, they also did Resistance and. Who are they? Oh, yeah, they did Resistance One and Two. The ones and... who did the Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, they did Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Well. They, they announced uh... recently that that they said they they said look, we we are working on a game that will be out on both systems. So you know, mm. it, it must be it must be Insomniac. Yeah, Insomniac games. Insomniac. There you go. So there's, there's something there, you know, that they must be thinking, well, we're not making enough money, and they they, yeah. they need something else in the in the pipeline. Oh, one thing I will say. Um, about exclusives, uh, they're not as relevant anymore because the, the the consoles can do a lot more, right? Back in the Xbox and before we had Xbox Live and PlayStation and the GameCube, what they basically did was play games, right? So you needed a like like games only available for that system to buy that system. Now the Xbox and the PlayStation, when you switch them on, they're totally different, right? Mm. They have different things. They have different stores. They have a different interface. They have different features, right? Yeah, so point. it's not... Duke, Duke was saying, like, the, you know, the cross-game chat and the party chat and all this. That's what Xbox offers. That That is holding... That's keeping its head above the water, right? Um, and PlayStation um, have caught up and they're, they're changing. So it's, it's not... Like, exclusives don't matter as much because the consoles can do different things now. You know, with the Netflix subscriptions and the Sky stuff that we have. All this all this is now, you know, selling systems rather than what, what exclusive games are on that on that platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I have to agree with you. I think 
I think it's interesting. I don't think developers can sustain it anymore, though, because you know when we're hearing the figures banded about how much these games cost to develop now, especially the AAA titles, where you're talking, you know, be you know anywhere between fifty and a hundred million dollars to to develop a game. Mm. You know, if if they're not getting that money back in profit, then they can't sustain as a company, can they? You know, yeah. by keeping these games on one platform, how much lost revenue is that every time that happens to what, them from sales? What, what about the Little Big Planets, though? Like, do you think Little Big Planet would ever be made if, like, Sony didn't pump money into it? Because Sony <laughs> take a lot of risks with their quirky, strange games. They, they, they do publish a lot of weird stuff, right? And they, they gave Media Molecule a lot of money to make Little Big Planet. Do you, do you know, that Little Big Planet probably never would have happened if it wasn't for it, it being exclusive. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I mean, that's a tough call. And I've so got for to... the developer, that worked out quite nicely yeah, in did, that yeah. one case. But usually, it, you know, it's your infamouses and your Uncharted 2s and stuff. Um, uh, well, your more two. popcorn games. Yeah, I mean, like this, I mean, uh, you know, Uncharted 2 looks as good as it is because it is a, a, exclusive. It wouldn't look that good on the Xbox. We all know that, right? And I, and I think Sony pumped money into Uncharted to say, make it look as, as good as, as possible so people know that it can only be done on PS3. You know, yeah, so Uncharted 2, Uncharted 2 wouldn't look as good as it is if it's multi-platform. So these exclusives that we are getting, we don't know what Infamous 2 is going to do yet. Um, in regards to a lot of graphics, you know, it looks okay, I guess. Um, but some of these exclusives are the more polished games because they, they these developers are... They're not worried about you know a publisher like cancelling them or anything. That their publisher is the the platform. You know, I think there is something to be said for that. And you know, ultimately we get better games as a result. But and Alan Wake, don't forget Alan yeah. Wake. Alan oh Wake yeah, would never probably be made either. No, it wouldn't. And I suppose that's where the the counter argument lies, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think EA would have waited five years for this about Alan Wake? No, <laughs> it would never have happened, would it? No. And I, and I think uh, that's where... They do have their benefits. They do. And and the other thing is it, it, it sort of promotes competition, doesn't it, between the two yeah. platforms, because... Imagine if uh, we only had one console, right? And imagine that console was the Wii. Imagine that we only had one console. Only one console was allowed out, and it was the Wii. Yeah. Not a very nice uh, thing to think about. Ah, <laughs> make exactly. it stop! No. Look, I, like, I like... We always it. need... I like my Wii. Yeah, um, I, I like the Wii, but I wouldn't want it to be my only console. Not at all. We always need competition. PlayStation. Yeah, the idea be... of a free market actually bases on not having monopolies. PlayStation, the, the, the features on PlayStation wouldn't be where it is now if it wasn't for Xbox, right? Yeah, and, uh, and a lot of the games uh, and what Xbox 360 is now wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the PlayStation 2. You know, like it, it, it's. True. It's uh, it's we need competition. We always need competition. It sort of spirals around each other, and the different companies develop because of what the other companies are doing. But so then, it seems like there's a, a concern then because the PS3 and the Xbox are becoming so similar. Where is the drive for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The yeah. yeah, weird. I think it is interesting. I think the other thing, just to, you know, when you said about pumping money, and you know, we know. You know, as much as you hated the game, but Sony pumped a lot of money into Heavy Rain as well to make sure that <laughs> to make sure that game got made. And you know, again, it paid off for them, didn't it? Pretty much, you know, yep. it, it outsold. I mean, what was it? One and a half million copies sold, which was way above any expectation that they had for that game. Oiko, The Last Guardian, Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, 
Would you these go. games exist if it was for exclusive? Granted, Ico and Shadow Colossus were at a time when exclusives were more relevant. You know, the PlayStation 2, Xbox days, they needed the exclusives. But now, you know, like, would it, the Last Guardian, the the, the the Sony Japan or whatever, the people that make those games, they take their time. They don't care, right? And I don't think Sony care, really. Right, that as long as they do what they do, they know they're going to make a great game, and they know that a lot of people are going to like it. So Sony just yeah. live to it. Do, EA would like be prodding them and saying, "All right, let's have a look at the game now. Let's promote it. Who's its demographic? Yeah. La 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 la." Right, it's, you know, I, I think Sony does a much at the moment. Uh, Sony are doing a much better job than Microsoft. I was just going to ask that was going to be my final, very sort of devil's advocate, controversial type question was. You know who who do we think is making the better job of the of the exclusive? Who's the better backer? You know who does. You well, know? Nintendo did, did a pretty good job um, bringing back some of their classics, but they don't. But bring they're all in the house, yeah. aren't they? They're actually developed. Well, no, no, well, look, uh, and, you know the Metroid or the M isn't in house. Donkey Kong Country. No, isn't that in-house. is no true. Enough. Um, right, you know, so and Donkey Kong and Metroid. I think Kirby is in house. Kirby's Epic Yarn or whatever it's called. Um, those are like three big games coming out for Nintendo this year. That uh, I think they've done a pretty good job. But the problem with Nintendo is they they bring up old stuff. You know what I mean? They they recycle it a lot, and that's what they do. That's what they've always done, and it's always worked for them. So they're never going to stop doing it until it, until they stop selling. Sony, on the other hand, they're bringing out new games. Like okay, Infamous Two sequel. Kills on three sequel, Resistance three sequel, but these are all still um, IPs that have existed this generation. You know, they're 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 quite still quite new, I guess, and they they seem like the most original. Like Little Big Planet two blows my mind how, how, how crazy that game is. So, I, and Microsoft, what have they got? What have they got? Deadly Premonition? Brilliant. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Deadly Premonition. Well, we could have said Mass Effect 2, but that's not true anymore. <laughs> and I, I do think Mass Effect 3 will be released multi-platform. Well, of course it will. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> it'll sell the most. Doing yeah, that. but why wouldn't it be? It you know, why, you, but why is it? Because EA publish it. Yeah, but why wouldn't it be? They're not going to sort of publish it on one platform. Why would they? I mean, what's Box interesting... Microsoft screwed up big letting that go. They did. What's interesting for me, though, with with that, is I think there's going to be some sort of movie on the, the PS3 edition. I think you'll get some sort of anime or well, something. They, they said that they're, they're, they're going to release some DLC... Well, not a DLC, sorry, like a exclusive... Bonus uh, stuff. Bonus stuff that will recap players. So well, that's going to be a movie, isn't it? Well, of, it could you know, be, based on the you first. never know. It could be a, an interactive, like, animated comic. Yeah, thing. I think it could be something really cool, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be interested. I, I think it's pretty sad that play, PlayStation only owners will never get to play Mass Effect 1. It's not as good as 2, I know, but. It's still a great game, though. It's, it's like a full package, isn't it? Like, I, I would like to play that, you know, when 3 oh, comes God. out. Oh, God. You sound like a Microsoft executive then. Fanboy. Yep. This week on Fanboy Speaks, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna push this tree over. <laughs> I love Microsoft I do. <laughs> um, are we done? Are we still going? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I got laggings uh, all night. <laughs> uh, I think it's certainly, you know, if I owned a PS3 only, and I'd be like, oh, well, I want to play Mass Effect 1, at least they're getting something with it. And I think 
they'll, they'll by you know by all way I do a good job of it. You know they'll they'll make something good. You know what I think has been interesting. I think some of that fanboy stuff has died down slightly because. Mad. You, pardon. Are you mad? Have you been on? No, YouTube? no. I think it sort of has because I think no if you know when PSV launched or not long after launch, if they'd have announced, you know. Um, a Microsoft game coming a year later than it being like they did with Bioshock when that was announced. All the fanboys are going, we don't care, we don't care about this game anyway, I'm not bothered and all this sort of stuff. Whereas this time around, you know, a lot of the PS3 owners are going, oh, Mass Effect 2, I finally get to play that game, it looks good. You know, and I think there's less of that sort of, you know, we don't care. The PS3 fanboys are like a dollar a dozen. They are everywhere on YouTube. Like you can get so many PS3 fanboys, it's unbelievable. Quite, you can get quite a few Wii fanboys as well, All right? 360 fanboys, they are so difficult to find. They're unbelievably difficult because what are, what can they do? Yeah, um, you, your Xbox breaks every week. Yep. <laughs> yes, it does. I love it when my Xbox breaks. That's the highlight yeah. of my. Week. You know, you've got exclusives like <laughs> Deadly Premonition and. Um, Earth Defense Force. Uh, <laughs> oh, yep, yep, we have. You know. Listen, I can talk to my friends when they're playing those exclusives as well. <laughs> no, there's been some good exclusives for the Microsoft. There as well, have you know, the Free Seasons had some good exclusives. But that's not in and of itself a reason to buy an Xbox. If somebody were, no, if isn't. a student asked me like which system is better, and I've had students ask me that, like my answer is always like it depends on what you're looking for, you know, like there's yeah. some great games available for this that's not available for that, and the question is what are you most interested in having access uh, to? You know, and what are your friends? Off? Yeah, what are your friends? Yeah, exactly, for? exactly. That's a big deal too. Yeah, I always say that. I always say that, and I always say yeah, it's pretty much like you. If you like movies and you want Blu-ray, then go with your PS3. If you're more into your games and your community and social stuff, Go with your 360, you know, and that's. But I never ever. Interesting, when anyone asks me what I should, what they should get, should they go with your 360 or PS3? I very rarely mention exclusive titles. I never go, oh, yeah, you should get the 360 because this game's on it. I very rarely say that. I just say there's good games on both. Halo, baby! Yeah, Halo. Halo Reach! Um, oh my god, T Bag. So I guess the upshot is we think exclusives need to stay to make better games for us. Is that is that about yeah, Well, it? I, I think they. Yeah, I think exclusives will won't go away. They don't seem as important anymore, but we are getting some very unique ultra polished um we're still getting good exclusives. Yeah. Exclusive games are, are still very good. Alan Wake is one of my favorite games this year. Um you, you know, Uncharted 2 is one of the best games of last year. Yeah, these exclusives are still very good, and if they were they just sort of, yeah, if they if they were mediocre, you know, why 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 would we still want them? But no, they're still good, so we still need them. Okay, there you go. So there you go, exclusives done, done, done. Yes. Um, right, emails. We have got a couple. I'll try and make these uh, quick. We've just had one now. Oh really? Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, pretty much now. So let me just check. Yeah, oh. just have a check, and uh, yeah, I've just had a look at this game. Is cited anyway. Uh, we have got one from a couple of weeks ago from uh, friend of the show, uh, Richard Primrose. Yeah. He's on our show more than he is on the show that he's actually on. I know. Yeah. At least Mac Hello. blew up. So. Okay, here we go. Blame the Mac. That's it. Go he ahead. says, "Got time for a quickie," but it's absolutely massive. 
So, hurry, 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 quick. Well, you better read it fast. I, I know. I will try my best. So this is from Skullduggera, uh, otherwise known as Richard Primrose. Okay, here we go. From that other show, The Overseas Connection. That thing. It's good. It's good. should listen. It's a good show. I've done a shout-out for that now, so they can't complain. Here okay. we go. Yeah. Stu. Oh, we have got a, sorry, we have got an email. Right. Just, uh, yeah, we... yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, here we go. Yeah, on the ball there, son. He said that about two minutes ago. Go ahead, Sorry. read yeah. Richard's email. Stu Mike, Stu Mike Duke. Firstly, I'd like to express my appreciation for producing what can only be described as a triple A podcast. It's because we're exclusive, by the way. That's that's why. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can only um, hear it. Yeah, you can only hear it on iTunes and Zoom. And Podbean and podcast. And Podbean and anywhere on the internet. Yeah, anywhere on we're the internet. We're exclusive to the internet. We don't go on yeah, the radio. That's right. Ah. Yeah, we're not out on a street corner saying, listen to us. We're not on radio. We're not on TV. Ooh. We're not on YouTube. No, we are exclusive. We're exclusive to MP3 players. Yeah. Actually, I'm on TV. Oh, and, and computers and Mac. I'm David Letterman. Anyway, uh, yeah. Whilst having free flowing casual style of broadcasting, you have recently taken a more informative approach to the latter half of the show. Yeah, informative. Yeah. Anyway, I feel this has further improved the show. I also enjoyed Stu's snapshot on these everyday live past insights into underage supermarket gaming purchases and geocaching that have had me laughing out loud. Who'd have known geocaching? It's not that funny. <laughs> um, he's, al- <laughs> he's also convinced me that life must be brighter in the Northwest. It, it, it's not, though. It definitely rained. Yeah. Uh, so I've informed Michelina, Michelina. How the hell do you pronounce his wife's name? The Michelin man. I don't know. <laughs> Michelina? What is it, Ginny? Do you know? But she... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. I've got to, he's got to really shout me out for this. Just it? say I've convinced my wife or whatever it is. Yeah, Michelina. 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 Do you think your name's Michelle and it's just his way of being funny? I don't know. Anyway. Just we'll move on. We'll call him Michelle. Because I've no please idea. Please move on. Yeah, sorry. Please move so on. So I've informed Michelle and the kids that we're seeking residence on the rainy side of the Pennines, post-haste. On to Duke, whose random sound outbursts constantly amuse me and are easily outweighed by his creativity in all forms from writing thought-provoking pieces on aspects of gaming that are not widely talked about. We talk about your stuff, don't we? Widely talk oh, what? your yes, it's not not your. Okay. Come on, everybody, check me out. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. Your articles, you know, they got they got. Yeah. Anyway, no, I uh, think what he meant is that I I write about. No, yeah, you're right. We talk about that stuff. We do talk about. But that. I write about it because we talk about it, and then we talk about it because I write about it. It's a perfect exactly. circle. Exactly. You see, uh, to composing original music of a high standard. Oh yeah. To anyway. Uh, lastly, I'd like to thank Chini for producing facial hair of such a high standard <laughs> that, that the Norwegian male population has taken to using intensive conditioning products on their pubic hair. In, all, <laughs> in order to produce a better quality pubic beard. Uh, when those stagnites come to pass, and I'd also like to thank Mike for providing equilibrium throughout the Midlands when it comes to talking shite. So there you go. So a question for each of you. Here we go. Stu, is there a market for a Google-based geocaching MMO? If so, would you consider reprising your role as a death spank fisherman and hiding your tackle box where it's bound to get felt? Now, now interestingly enough, I did, we did sort of mention this, didn't we, when we were talking about this augmented reality thing? 
There you I go. I said some sort of sexual innuendo in that question. Yeah. Why? But I was trying to ignore that. You know. Oh. You see, you pointed it out now. See what I did there? Yeah, you did. Yeah. You anyway, go. so yeah, I think there's definitely a market for a Google-based geocaching MMO in the real world. Oh. Yeah, that's what I think. Oh, so. boy. Yeah. Duke, have any students stumbled upon your podcasting persona? Yeah, have they? Does anyone know? Not yet, but I have had students bugging me about my gamer tag. It's probably just a matter of time for the, hey, man, that podcast last week was stupid, man. Those sound effects are so annoying. And this is what I'll oh, say. Oh, it's on. No, no, it's not on. <laughs> Ooh, it's on, all right. And finally, one for Chini. I don't know why he can't ask you these himself on your show. I don't know. Yeah, really. If only he had a chance to talk to you every yeah, week. Yeah, if only he had a chance on. to talk to you. He's never on. So. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Chini, the Skullettes want to know if you've got your gold membership yet. <laughs> uh, in fact, it runs out this month. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so to close off this most enjoyable Parkinson-like probing session... I'd like to finish by providing a conclusive answer to Stu's question, which he he never got to read out because he was he got cut off by Murphy, and I think he was just too scared to give it a go. So I'm going to read it now, right? And I'm going to try to do it with no mistakes. I can't guarantee it's going to happen, but I'm going to try. Are you guys ready for this? Well, you've been you've been full of stuff. There you go. There you go. A little late, sir. Now, I have to say, I haven't been practicing this. So before you go, oh, I bet you've been practicing for about the last week. You know, I haven't been. So here we go. Here we go. So this is from, um, yeah, Monkey Island 2. And it starts off, Guybrush says, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? There you go. And the carpenter replies, a woodchuck would chuck no amount of wood since a woodchuck can't chuck wood. But Guybrush replies to that. But if a woodchuck could chuck wood and would chuck some amount of wood, what amount of wood would a woodchuck chuck? So the carpenter to this replies, even if a woodchuck could chuck wood and even if a woodchuck could chuck wood, should a woodchuck chuck wood? Guybrush, a woodchuck should chuck wood if a woodchuck could chuck wood as long as a woodchuck would chuck wood. Carpenter, oh, shut up. So there you go. Now, uh, yeah, the answer to this, uh, I know, it's impressive, weren't it? You were impressed, weren't you? Uh, the answer very is, impressed. according to school degrees, the woodchuck should chuck however much the woodchuck deems necessary to fulfill the quota. So there you go. School degree, cha 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 checking out. So there you go. There you go. All right. Thanks for that email. We appreciate I it. I know. Are you impressed? I bet you're impressed that I could do the woodchuck chuck thing. Thank you for your email, Skull Dugger. We Don't really appreciate people writing into the show. But you're impressed I could do the woodchuck. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Uh, so that was all. Yes, I'm uh, impressed. You're wonderful. I know. I know. I know. Uh, yeah, another one off Richard Primrose. This is only a quick one. Quick question for Duke. God's sake. I know. After reading that great article you linked for the death of Duke Nukem, I was interested to know what your thoughts are on Borderlands developer Gearbox being handed the poison chalice. Also, I can't make Sunday for Quantum of Solace as my cousin's hog roast is. <laughs> I don't want to hear your excuses. You're a loser. Um, yeah, Gearbox. Uh, they talked about this on the Overseas Connection. Oh, wait, he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, if anybody can pull off Duke Nukem Forever in a good way, it'll be Gearbox. Uh, I look forward to them hurrying up and getting this done, So, as they said on the Overseas Connection, so that people will stop talking about it. And I have faith that it'll turn out all right. I don't. It'll be shit. I think they should forget about okay. it. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's put, te- let's put a tenor on it. Right now. It's going to be shit. 
Selling if the out. Metacritic score is over 80, you owe me a tenner. And I, if it's under 80, I owe you a tenner. It's definitely going to be less than 80. I've, I saw Fine. Some... That's it. We're shaking right yeah. now. It's going to be You're going to put money on this? Yeah. I'm happy to put money on okay, this. Okay, then. Fine. It'll be rubbish or it'll just still never happen like the original. It's 10 quid happened. online. Okay. Done. It'll be out in at least two years and it'll be over 80 at Metacritic. It'll be rubbish. Here we go. Right. Next one Jamie Harrison. Uh, just a couple of quick questions. Just finishing listening to the last show, which was Ace, as always. And I was wondering who sings the outro. Also, where can I hear more from Adam? He seems like a really cool bloke. So we've got to remember these are, are slightly late, uh, unfortunately. Anyway. Keep we up got the... to them late, not because they sent them in late. Yeah, that's right. Uh, keep up the good work. Forums are Ace, Jamie from Ilson, Derbyshire. Uh, XBLA, uh, Gamer Tag, Me You Loser. A forum named Jamie of Gilead, and that was sent from his iPhone. So there you go. Well, the outro music is from a... It's Chinny, actually. It's yeah. him singing Chinny. Why don't you... It's from... He sounds a lot like Mrs. Molyneux, actually. Yeah. There, there is a little story with the outro, and that's why I've always had it, never used it. It's not... No, it's not... You don't need to snore. It's not that long. Oh. Um, but we've had, <laughs> we've had that outro since show one even when it was back in the 035's day. And I wanted to keep something, even though we changed to the veteran gamers, I wanted to keep something from the 035's, and that was it, really. And it comes... It, when, I, when we was first came up with the idea of the podcast and how we wanted it structured and all that sort of stuff, um, I wanted something that people of our age would be able to relate to. So I'm assuming Jamie isn't... And when he's saying old. our age, he's talking about himself. Because no, I'm yes, from I mean, the US, I, I have no idea what it is. Chinny's no from the UK, he's younger, so he doesn't know what it is. But Stu and three of his friends recognize it. No, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people in the sort of 35 to 40s... Will I know, I'm not that your chain. Winding you up, as they say. So anyway, anyway, it's from a children's program that used to be on in the summer holidays when I was a teenager. Well, not even a teenager, really, when I was about 10 to 12 years old. Older. 50 years ago. So 18 huh? 23, then. Uh, called Why Don't You? And basically it was like a magazine type program where kids would well, present it from... Yeah, and they'd sit on chairs backwards. Sit on chairs backwards and they'd present it from really rough areas of the country. So it was always like Glaswegians or Geordies or... So Glasgow. Well, you know what I mean. The lovely anyway. place. They, they or Belfast. No, no, no. Um, it's not on. Ooh, it's on! All right. And it always used to make me laugh, the, the lyrics, because it says, like, turn the television off and go to something less boring instead. But you were actually watching them on the television, and so that used to always make that me laugh. That is so meta. Oh, my That's God. Deep, man. Oh, oh my, my God. My mind has been blown across the room. Excuse me while I go get it. And I always remember they made a, a tea chest base on one show. Do you remember those things where you get like a, a wooden box and then put a broomstick and a bit of string and make a base out of it so you can play it like a musical instrument? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I always wanted to do one, but I could never find a tea chest. There you go. <laughs> Who knows? A string or a broom handle. I mean, one wasn't very happy when, when I Or tea. Without milk tea. or sugar. Or tea. Uh, but so that's where it comes from. That's some yeah. Who sang it? I have no idea who sang it. How did you find? Oh, it? you're not sending them royalty checks every week. How did I? How did I find it? Oh, I oh. just I got it from. There's a website where you can go to get TV themes. I think it's called. And that's where it came from. And put the link in the show notes so I can, people can get there. I, there you go. Be a YouTube Who would want to play that? I mean, seriously. I mean, it's 30 seconds of a longer song, admittedly, but. Good yeah. Everybody, man, they, we've made it famous. 
I know. It but was tricky songs to people. Maybe famous. Age. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good song. It's very yeah. iconic now that we've used it. It's very I think iconic. Of anyway, it's, it's Every iconic. time I hear it, I think, oh, thank God, that's over with. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. And so does everybody else. Yeah. Uh, so everybody, when they right, hear it, they go, on, what's next? Oh, we did know. When, no, they, we hear it, when yeah. they hear it, they go, oh, yeah, I've just woke up. Uh, <laughs> I gotta stop falling asleep listening to my. Just yeah, yeah, sorry about that. At least I missed the spoilers for that game I haven't finished yet. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. So that was, uh, yeah, that was Jamie. Bless him. He's, you know, he's quite a nice guy. What was his? He did have another question, didn't he? What was his other question? Just a minute. I've it's lost. Chinny, it? Yeah, I've lost the email. <laughs> Hold oh. up. Oh, it was because I went on looking for the who had sung that oh, song. Yeah, that's, that's, looking. yeah that's mine. Of constant sorrow. Okay. Yeah, also, where can I hear more from Adam? He seems like a really cool oh, yeah. blog. So, come on, where can you hear more from Adam, then? Well, you can check out the Adam's Movie Podcast, which he does with another guy named Adam, where they talk about movies. But you got to be careful, because if you're like me, you might listen to some discussion about a movie you haven't seen, and you get spoilers, because they don't give a sod about spoiling anything. And they don't come um, out very often. I listened to the last one, which was like a big roundup of like nearly half the year. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But, I mean, it's a good show. They, they, yeah, he's an interesting guy. He used to do a podcast called Thumbsticks, but... Shall we trick gone. the audience, the listeners, and, and do this? So they think the show's ended. There not. you go. Well, it nearly has. <laughs> the guy just woke up there. <laughs> it's not ended. Stop it. <laughs> it's not it's uh, Ooh, slick. You got fool. Get up. Get up. Shall I read the other email? Because I'm bored of, you know, I'm bored of not doing anything. So, <laughs> I'm bored of talking yeah, about it. Read Adam. the last one. Go on, read the last one. Right, this is from Ryan Hayes. Um... Sorry if you don't want your name read, but tough. Uh, <laughs> you better put in the subject line in the future, people, if you don't want your name read, you should yes. write, do not read my name out. Uh, subject, can't wait to be a slave. First time I heard that. Uh, <laughs> hello, veteran gamers. After listening to the last show, I was happy to hear Chinny. Oh, sorry, there's more to that sentence. Oh, I was happy to hear <laughs> Chinny talk about enslaved. Uh, I've been following this game for some time, and I can't wait to get some hands-on time. I made a post about Enslaved, and another game that you should take a look at called Majin, the Forsaken Kingdom. Uh, Majin looks a lot like Ico, but with a Muppet-looking Sasquatch instead of a girl. (laughs) Something funny, Duke? (laughs) No, I'm just thinking of something else. Yeah, do I trust at, you. Do I laugh at your games? Yeah. I was just thinking about... Do you laugh when head. you write an email? You think the do guy I... who invented a bong had a black light come on over his head? <laughs> <laughs> um, he goes on to say, it even has some of the fellows from Team Ico working on it. No one commented on my post except for Stu, who hey, only um... took pity on me for not having a PS3. There you I'm go. I'm glad Enslaved <laughs> has gotten some notice. Take a look at Majin and let me know what you guys think if you get the time. Thanks, uh, Ryan Hayes, aka Ultraman Odin. Well, I've I've had a look missed at that post. Majin. I've Majin. had a look at this and the Forsaken Kingdom. It looks cool. Yeah, it looks quite cool. Yeah. The, the Where pictures... is it in the forum? 
Well, that that bit isn't, but I've got a video to imagine. Yeah, because I've been having a yeah. look. If you if you um, you said you put up a post. If you I research, post if you research Majin and the Fors- uh, Forsaken Kingdom, then you'll you'll find it. By research, I mean what, Duke? Google. Google. Thank you. Um, someone's been reading Facebook. Uh, yeah, so I'll be watching videos of this, and yeah, you, you know, you, you you take the role of this guy, and um, this big Sasquatch thing just kind of follows you about and helps you out, like the more, but he's massive. Yeah, actually, in the more he is massive, so it's a mix between the more and Ollie Cow. <laughs> it looks good. It does look good. It looks like using to solve all the puzzles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, I like the look mean, at it, this. It does. It does. Look like you know look, look how iCart works. You know you got this AI character and you, you you work your way through puzzles to to kind of get through the game. Okay? And you bond with it, and then it dies. Obviously, what? it's going to get stabbed to death. <laughs> I reckon. Yeah, yeah, the last Guardian. We all know it's going to die, right? We all yeah, know it's, it's going to get stabbed to death. Yes, yeah. stabbed to death by um, spears. American Italians. Yeah, with <laughs> with uh, spears and guns uh, and crossbows. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 So yeah, and um, doing a drug deal. Did we doing a drug did, deal? Well. Did you two have a look at Enslaved? Uh, did you have? A... Yeah, Enslaved. I'd seen quite a bit of already. I think the I'd voice say... acting in Enslaved is so good. Ah, oh, brilliant! I've at Monkey yet though? I told you to have a look at Monkey. Monkey. Who's <laughs> Monkey? Yeah, just have a look at just YouTube Monkey. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing that's going to come up with when you YouTube Monkey. No, there is seriously. That's a very specific oh, thing. Monkey TV, Monkey TV show. Yeah, you know what you're going to find? You're going to find a video of a monkey washing a cat. Look, this TV show... It's not going to be that TV show no, no, that you're thinking What you've got to understand, this guy, the, the main character, Monkey, used to pull out his armpit hers and make stuff out of them. There you go. That's mm. great. And Thanks he used to have that. a cloud he could fly on. He had a flying cloud. Okay. Well, apparently, yes, you're right. The first two videos on YouTube are for the Monkey TV show. However, the third one is Monkey TV host Cops a Feel. And I haven't watched it, but I mean, that just sounds great. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was good. Monkey was Thanks cool. Thanks for directing me to that. Oh, Friday, Friday nights it used to be on half past five on BBC Two. There you go. I can even remember Okay. That. This uh, became the old uh, British TV podcast. There you go. Um, uh, other emails? Uh, yeah, no, that's it. That's all the emails oh. for this week. That's all the emails. All right, well, we've got a Zoom review, right? Yeah, we've got a Zoom review. You can do that. Go. Zoom review. I'm going to do the Zoom review. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> It's from Ultraman Odin. I was going to say, you'll never guess who he's from, because he's been mentioned three times now on the show. <laughs> yeah, really? What's up with hogging all our airtime? Yeah. Give someone else a chance, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've been listening to podcasts for some time now and have wanted to give these guys some props, but just couldn't figure it out. Here it is. Great show. Fun, informative, insightful, and a good way to get through the workday. In the words of Mr. Burns... You know, I'm no art critic, but I know what I hate. And I don't hate this. There you go, we like it. So there you go, yeah, the actual words of Mr. Burns. So we appreciate you, yeah, we appreciate you writing in. And uh, incidentally, thanks for not making fun of my genitalia. There you go, there you go. And what does Bart say after that? I thought I did. I thought I did. That's very funny. Um, Classic. So, shout-outs. Any other shout-outs, Duke, for you? Yeah, I got other shout-outs because we had a play date, and the only people cool enough to show up were really cool people. Uh, Some people (laughs) were whining. Well, this is going to be a long list. Sorry, before you mentioned all those names. Yeah, long list. Wake up. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a very, very long list. It's a long list. Go for uh, it. Mama Ready. the Saint. Would you shush? Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bongo the Saint and his boy Charlie, who I said hi to. He was amazed by the fact that his uh, dad was talking to somebody in America. He's in America? Um, and Johnny Utah. They came by for the Quantum of Solace played in. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time. Even though it was really hard to get into the same game for about half an hour, we just kept trying to connect, connect, connect. It wasn't working. Bah! What did you, what did you so, that anyway. no one have to do? Yeah, I didn't think <laughs> because that. it makes us unique. Anybody can get together and play Modern Warfare Two or Rainbow Six Vegas Two. Those are loser games. Graw, who plays Graw? I wish I were cool like this. But you Saturday have to own the game to play the play dates, and no one owns that game hardly anymore. Well, cool people own it. Yeah, cool people anyway, are obsessed with it. We're talking about having a PS3 game for the next play date, so keep listening, people. We'll let you know. Yeah, well, I've I've uh, ordered Resistance Two. I'll yeah. pick that. Yeah, or y'all are always talking about Team Fortress Two. That could be a, a play date we could do. Yeah, but no, yeah, but hardly nobody played that on the PS3. God, hardly anyone plays it on the 360. Well, I, I, was, I was talking about for the Xbox. I'd be up for that. I love Team Fortress Two. Well, I know you would. I love that game. It's a game yes, of hype. That's me done. Yeah, um, yeah, Ginny, shout out. Uh, hey, Duke, remember when I said you need to get that leveling up sound effect ready? I have it ready to go right here. I have all 500 agility orbs in Crackdown 2. How long did it take? Not that long. It's pretty easy. Yeah. How long did it take you, Stu? I haven't done it yet. Uh, it's, it's, there's, a, there's, there's a bit of a trick to it if you get, you get in a helicopter. I mean, it feels like cheating if you get in a helicopter, but screw it. I was like, eh, but um, I, I still, I'm still not on par with Stu's 500 agility orbs in Crackdown One, which will, I will never ever do because I have a life. Uh, no, I don't really. I'm like, in other words, you're yeah, jealous ten, that he's, oh, he has something no, no, cheap. No, no, ten thousand kills in Gears of War. No, no, I'm joking. I don't have a life. I'm just yeah. But um, by the way, yeah. by the way, can I just say I found when I was writing my article, I, I looked up how long it took to get 10,000 kills on Gears of War at estimated time. Do you know how long it takes to get that many kills on Gears of War multiplayer, supposedly? 17 days. Yeah, any ideas? 400 hours? 400 hours. 400 oh. hours. <laughs> you are a sad Imagine getting that and then having your gamer score wiped out so there's no record <laughs> of it. Yeah, 400 hours. Uh, I mean, it's one thing to do it and then have the achievement to prove it, you know, and the, you can always look at that achievement with pride and yeah, joy. And, yeah. like, do you man, want me to that... kill myself? Do you, do you want me to kill myself? <laughs> I want you to play that music 400 again. hours. 400 hours. <laughs> okay, bye, everyone. Let's move on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Is it over? I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> They've ended the show like 10 times already. This is like Lord of the Rings. I'm hey. looking on Raptor, and I played Dark Sector for 10 hours, Crackdown 2 for 8 hours, The More for 3 hours, Kayla Lynch for 3 you hours. You know what? We did this part of the show. What are you Yeah, anyway, playing? what about the rest of your shout-outs? <laughs> oh, um, shout-out to Chin Chin. He's awesome. And... <laughs> Was that even a shout-out? You know, I got agility orbs. What's that no. a shout-out? Oh, oh. Uh, shout-outs are so, such a farce. Shout-out to myself. Shout-out to myself, because you know, <laughs> that, that's the person I hang out with the most. Um... <laughs> Shout out to Pizza Hut because they gave me uh, a medium-sized pizza because 
I ordered an individual and they gave me a medium. What a uh, great chance to thank the community and make people feel like they're really part of something special. Com- we love the community. We yay, love the- yay me. Yay me. Yay Pizza Hut. Yay <laughs> Ryan Hayes for mentioning me in the email. Um, and saying you're awesome. And yay for you two for me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no not done anyway have you not got any more have you got another one is that it have you finished uh, oh, don't yeah, give I'll... him a chance just I I'll, 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 share, no, I'll share it with my brother he went to the V Festival and he came back and he was all depressed because he was covered in like, mud I'll and, bet he was and it was he raining was... all weekend and I, I didn't go this year I, I went last year and it rained for 10 minutes once and I didn't go this year and I was like yeah yeah oh that's funny you learned your um, Well, I've, I've only got a couple. I've got one off the shout box uh, from a guy called Matt, who sort of left us a review in the shout box, which was interesting. I don't know what's mm. up the iTunes. Uh, oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, and he put, great podcast. You kill it compared to some of the established gaming media podcasts. I also we are sponsored by EA, Activision, and Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah. Like thank EA, Activision, and Microsoft yep. for their yep. generous and, support. And Sony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting on a Microsoft toilet right now that they generously donated. A Nintendo. Don't forget Nintendo sponsors as well. I, I didn't get anything from Nintendo. Did you? <laughs> Only me. <laughs> and so that's one. That's one. And we have got another iTunes review, and the centipede seems to have taken over the iTunes. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I know. I know. We have. Uh, wow. uh, uh, we have another review, and this one's called Centipede Human Styly. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my God. Just get it over with. Nice podcast for That's games. That's what I said in the movie. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, they couldn't touch because they didn't say anything. Because the mouth Love. was... All right, sorry, they said this. Anyway. Nice podcast for gamers hosted by Stu, Ginny, and Duke Scarf, whom I'm reliably informed are as retro as me, point of reference. The first home computer game I played had to be typed in, lol. Over the years, oh. I have worked my way through a plethora of video essays. It's a good word, plethora, isn't it? It's always a... You know, yes. Yeah, I like that one. And uh, a whole bunch. I know. Video game podcasts, including most of the usual suspects, i.e. Major Nelson, PlayStation Nation, Cranky Gamers, etc., etc. But for some strange reason, this mishmash of banter reviews, inappropriate soundbites, and trippy in-game music intermissions just seems to work. I just fell on my bottom into some butterscotch. Uh, keep up the good work. <laughs> keep up the uh, keep up the good work, guys, and thanks for the heads up on the human centipede. There you go. Uh, <laughs> we're also sponsored by the human centipede. <laughs> we should get money from that stupid movie. We've done more to promote it than any other media source out there. I mean, from now on, any iTunes review must reference the human centipede. That's uh, some shape or form. Let's do that. So let's see if we can get a couple of more reviews in next week re- referencing the human centipede. There you go. You're asking for too much, man. We appreciate I, iTunes uh, reviews, whether you mention that dumb movie or not. <laughs> so thank you very much. We haven't had one in America for a bit again, so it'd be cool to get I just had this horrible vision of some poor, like, 12 or 13 year old kid he really doesn't have a lot of friends but he really has fun listening to our show and we keep talking about this movie and he's like maybe I'll check that out and he has nightmares for months he's like oh god so and he grew up and his name was dude there you go growing his own human how did you listen to your own podcast that was weird yeah, I went uh, back in time and cloned myself I think it's time to go 
Yeah, I think it's time to go. Yeah. I think it's time. It's yeah. been time. Uh, yeah, I think it's been thanks time for listening, today. everybody. Bye. Yeah, see you later. I'm a fool. Do, yep. do one more fake ending before we really end. Yeah. Do one. Go. No, yeah. Ah, that's not it. Oh, not it. Your face. I watched Toy Story 3 this week. It was brilliant. Go watch it. There you go. I watched Karate Kid and that was quite cool as well. There you no go. one's talking about that. Yeah, it's cool. Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story 3, brilliant. It's cool. Go watch it. Toy Story. I watched Lady Killers. It was okay. This eh, podcast not is the best thing the Coen Brothers this have podcast ever made. Is done. This podcast Thank is God for that. By Pixar. <laughs> Instead,